0: All right, back judge podcast. Uh, this is this will be a good one. Lee and I are burning the late night oil on the uh, East Coast, T-bone on the Pacific time, on the Cali time. Surfer Surfer Boy. Uh, Tommy is the is your is your Garage Band boy. Hey, that you know that could also be considered a, a waste of someone's time. You know, a a flatline, a Garage Band flatline. Uh. The lost tapes of the uh boomer bust 2021 players um the, this podcast is going to be soon handed over to uh to tommy murray but uh and tommy this has nothing to do with the the pre-pod conversation this was a uh a previously scheduled uh curveball at maple field this afternoon uh the debut of duel or die we're debuting the segment uh the segment is going to be uh you know a match between two two of the folks yep. on the BJP and and Tommy I'm a believer uh Lee, you know this is for you too I'm I'm a believer that if you ever yeah you know, I don't like I don't like gossip you know I don't like gossip if you ever if you ever saying something about somebody to other people when they're not in your presence I believe you shouldn't say anything unless you would say it to that person's face so you know Tommy we're here on the pod we were talking a little trash about you in Connor's basement when it when it came down to the uh, the Trey Lance deal recently in in the BJP uh, dynasty league, um, and I think Lee Lee would like to challenge you to a duel.
1: I, I I'm challenging. I'm, this is I, the this is the inaugural duel or die, and um,
0: this is the Burr and Hamilton the duel. Here's my this is the official first duel. Here's
1: my question I'm posing to you, and I've thought about this for a little bit. So, throughout the whole draft process. I was the biggest fan of Trey Lance on the podcast. And that that, that, was a, that was not a secret. This is a player that I obviously liked the most out of us three. You had him as your quarterback number four in the quarterback rankings. But yet you're saying this is in the wake of, the, of, of a fantasy trade that we don't need to get into. You're saying that he's, he's now has the potential to be a top five fantasy quarterback within the year. Um, and you're basically saying from what here, here's my whole problem with your approach. First of all, I think that it's unfair for you to be setting the standards this high for such a young player who I wouldn't even set the standards for this high when I liked him more than anyone. Um, I obviously think he has all the potential in the world, but I'm not, I think you need to, first of all, pump the brakes on how high you're setting the standards for this player. And second of all, if you're setting the standards for your quarterback four this high, why was he your quarterback four? Which leads me to my criticism of your whole analysis, which is that you're putting way too much weight. I, know, I understand that Kyle Shanahan's your favorite coach and that he's, a, he's an offensive wizard, and he's a top five, top three, arguably even the best offensive mind in the league. I still would 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 say you're putting too much weight on if your quarterback 4 from the draft you think can be a top 5 quarterback in the NFL from a statistical standpoint within the year you are putting too much weight on the the coach and the organization because he shouldn't have been it, it, there's a, there's some there's a break in the logic somewhere the, the quarterback class was good last year i don't think it was so good that the quarterback 4 can be a top 5 quarterback in the NFL and I, I, I kind of wanted to say that it's, it's a little bit. I just think you need to kind of pump the brakes on that whole, that whole take, um, because there's, there's a, there's, there's a break in the logic. It doesn't make sense to me based off what you've been saying the whole time.
2: Yeah, there's, there's, there's multiple things to address here, and I think, uh, I mean, one, um, you know. I've, I said in the pre-draft process that I would bet on Mac Jones and Trey Lance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus nine hundred because that's how much I weighed going to the, the 49ers. I mean, there's multiple. I mean, dude, we're talking about. To be fair, if I'm being fair here, we're talking about fantasy where you're reacting. You guys were were brought this up because you were reacting to my disapproval of John Dolan's trading of Trey Lance in our dynasty league. Um, based on the you know based on what I think Trey Lance can be as a fantasy quarterback which I'm not saying I don't believe this in real life to a certain extent but in in fantasy he's valued higher because of his dual threat ability that mixed with the system and how highly I think of Kyle Shanahan this that is a very specific thing for fantasy and I think Trey Lance being But for the top record you have also bet
0: on him to be rookie of the year so yes. Let's, let's...
2: yes, Clep, you got you. Got, let me let me let me address this, Adam. Why don't you let Why don't you let me talk and let me address everything because I was going to go through everything from the fantasy perspective because that's what I said first, and I did say that I was going to bet on him and Mac Jones. I thought it was a good play in the pre-draft when they were both plus nine hundred to win Rookie of the Year because I thought whoever went to San Francisco, I would make chalk for the award. That's what I said. I also was the lone wolf in this group for thinking that all four of these quarterbacks were going to be successful at the NFL level. Because, and you guys both assured that that is a statistical anomaly, which I agreed with, and I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but I think this quarterback class was that special. Trey Lance in my mock draft went number seven of the Lions. He was a top seven pick, and I said he was a top five talent throughout the pre-draft process. I was high on all four of the top five quarterbacks who went, or all 11, I guess, because Fields went 11. All right. In real life, yes, I have bet on Trey Lance to win Rookie of the Year at plus. I I think that's who I would make chalk for Rookie of the Year, because I think he's going to be on a playoff team, a potential division winner, a, defense, a potential first round buy in the NFC. I think when it comes to San Francisco, I think Tampa Bay and the Rams are the only two teams that really I would I think you guys can make a good argument for being better than the NFC at least in in my in my point of view. In Green Bay, I guess I would throw in there now with Rodgers. Being back in the fold, um, so yeah, I mean, I I understand the criticism. I think the I think the only thing that they're really, you know, is is the effect of him and Kyle Shanahan's system. When Lee, you're saying for me to pump the brakes on that belief. I mean, I can. That's definitely me being biased to a certain extent. I mean, it's a mix of a lot of things for me to come to that conclusion. So I think that's fair. But everything else, I think, I actually have been pretty consistent about through the podcast. I think the only
1: inconsistency so, would you, be that you didn't draft him in fantasy because you could because even if you weren't starting him based on the valuation that you were assessing, you could get a a, a treasure chest for him basically.
2: All right. Now let let me, I think, I think that's a kind of fair point, but we also, I mean, I didn't, when I talked to you guys initially about, you know, what I had the problem with trading him in our one quarterback, I think it's fair to, uh, you know, we need to say it's, this is a one quarterback league. Is the lack of value of the position, which we all disagree about. And you guys said that when I mentioned that to you guys. And I do agree with that point. But I think, especially, you know, I'm not, I think we all, I mean, at least Lee and I, for sure. I mean, with Herbert, I'm not going to anoint Herbert. I know he, I mean, he looks unbelievable right now, but I still want to see what he does this year. I would rather have Trey Lance than Justin Herbert in Dynasty right now, me personally, because of the system. And I think they're, I mean, they're similarly physically talented. Uh, you know, quarterback prospects in, and I just think Trey Lance is in a better system. Um, so for fantasy, I don't think that's, I don't necessarily agree with that because I have Russell Wilson. I also would like to think that I'm in a win now window and I needed depth. I needed an uh, instant starter at running back. And for me, that came down to Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, and, and Kenneth Ganwin. So that was like, I thought that was better for me to compete immediately than Trey Lance because it's a one, one quarterback system and the opportunity cost of passing on a flex player versus Trey Lance potentially starting him over Russell Wilson I just didn't think that was a smart move and we'll see how that that ages but I think that's understandable
0: um i mean, whatever i mean Tommy it's like your whatever like your opinions are your opinions and i'm not but i'm not trying to argue about the uh, opinion aspect of it when it comes to like the thing that i think was like confusing maybe to me was like where where is your gauge in terms of like the QB that you scout versus like their talent versus where they end up right because obviously you said you know you like all four quarterbacks all top the quarterbacks that went top four but you know you liked Zach Wilson second and then Fields third and then Lance fourth but yes like is it of your opinion that Obviously, I think we would all agree that Trey Lance is in a better situation than Zach Wilson right now. But is it your belief that like Zach Wilson will tran, you know, will will pass Trey Lance into the future just because he is more talented in your opinion, based off of your like draft evaluation? Like where, where does the the actual just evaluation of the player meet where they ended up?
2: Well, I, I think I mean I think that's a fair question, but I think you have to put into context. I thought all four of these quarterbacks were top five prospects. I thought they were franchise-changing quarterbacks at the position. So, if Zach Wilson went to San Francisco and Trey Lance went to New York, I would not be have, have this. It's it's more about just when you you have to. These are top five quarterbacks, and it's, it is about their talent and what you see on tape in college, and it's also a projection. I think at least for me. You know, missing on Josh Allen and missing on even Lamar Jackson, who I didn't even you know think had the ceiling to to be what he is, uh, you know, in the NFL. I think you have to put in some of the system. Both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson went to unbelievable systems. As did Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, Justin Herbert went to a, an advantageous uh, position as well. I, I think you just have to factor that in. And if I still would rank in terms of, I mean, Zach Wilson would be in my number one in San Francisco. Then I would go to Justin Fields, and then I would go to Trey Lance. If we were talking about you know Mac Jones, if I was making this case for Mac Jones, I think you would have you know it would hold a little bit more weight in terms of what I thought of them during the pro uh, the process. But I thought these guys were all franchise changing talents. And what you know what happens and this kind of this can go into any conversation. It can go into the Soul, you know Jamar Chase conversation. Like what you know if Jamar Chase isn't as you know. Then, you know, Pene Sula, once they get drafted, it, it takes on a whole life of their own, of its own. So I believe in Trey Lance's future the most, probably out of, I mean, I think he's the safest bet out of any of those quarterbacks, being that he was their all top five prospects because of the landing spot. If I had to make one bet on who, you know, was going to have the best career, who's on the, who could have the, you know, I would go with Trey Lance because I, I really do believe that him being in Kyle Shanahan's system, along with any of those quarterbacks, and if it was Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields, they would follow suit. It's it. I think the, the real point is how much I value uh, a quarterback of his physical talent in Kyle Shanahan's system, and, and especially how it relates to fantasy. So that's how that all came about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess to put a bow on all this, um, my only criticism would be your reluctance to acknowledge any – any type of de- developmental hiccups that are highly possible, even with the prospect that I really, really like, I'm, I'm, um, just kind of assuming that he's going to just step in and be great immediately. I'm not saying that that's outside of the realm of possibility, but the way you talk about it makes what,
2: what would you what what chances would you give that in San Francisco? Because like maybe I can hold your feet to the fire now too. Trey Lance was your number two quarterback you thought he was more physically talented than both Zach. Yeah.
1: I, but I absolutely think that there's a learning stage to be had for sure. I don't think that Trey Lance is necessarily as of this minute, we're talking right now, a quarterback who has a better chance of getting your team to the playoffs than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't, I don't know if I believe that right now. I think he has way more potential than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he has way more natural talent. I think he, if, if, if groomed the proper way, he will undoubtedly be a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. But as we stand right here, do I think that if you could play out two alternate seasons with Lance starting and with Garoppolo starting, that Lance would be definitively better and without question, give the 49ers a better chance to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think that. And that's where I feel like, you know, and this is a player that I really, really like, um, I still am not ready to say that this is someone who's NFL-ready, and I just think that them taking the approach a little bit more of a Mahomes approach than a, an approach of, we're going to play this guy immediately and you know let him learn on the fly, um, I think that would be advantageous for the 49ers, especially considering the fact that I obviously think a little bit higher of Garoppolo than you do. And... Adam said this earlier, we were talking a little bit more, not not about you, but more so just about the quarterback situations for the rookies. Garoppolo hasn't necessarily proven to be a guy who can stay healthy all year, and Lance is an incredible in injury insurance policy they kind of got in the draft as well. And I was saying earlier, too, I would play Lance in kind of almost a Taysom Hill-like role. He's obviously more... He's a, he's a better passer than Taysom Hill. And kind of just to condense the playbook for him a little bit and to make... Uh, I'm just going to continue to to, to make uh, to make things a little bit more – oh, you're back. Okay. I was just saying that it, that for year one, it's fine. For year one, it could be – I guess what I would do personally uh, would be to, to be using uh, Trey Lance in a little bit more of a Taysom Hill type role where he's seeing the field. You can condense the playbook a little bit. You can give him looks that he knows what he's going to see and – Kind of just see what you can get out of that and, and let Garoppolo, you know, steer steer the ship a little bit until he, until he wrecks it. Um, because we haven't really seen a healthy Garoppolo since the Super Bowl season. And, you know, I just think that they kind of got to proceed with caution with Lance just considering the fact that he is so young. He is so kind of malleable at this point in his career. And I wouldn't want to see them kind of just throw him... Uh, just throw him to the wolves a little bit this early. Not that I think he can't handle it. I just think that they're in a, they're in an advantageous position right now and the way they they should go about it should be to proceed with a little bit of more care and, and, and caution than just saying, Oh, Lance is better. We're going to start him.
2: Yeah. Um, I just don't, I think you have to think about Jimmy Garoppolo's floor and actually what he's doing to your offense. I don't think Jimmy, I mean, I think compared to Trey Lance, I think, I just think that's comical right now. I know he's raw and I, I would rather take the bumps and bruises and learning curves of Trey Lance's rookie season than Jimmy Garoppolo just because of the upside. There's just there I mean, even if I were to grant you that Jimmy Garoppolo uh is a better option to start the season than Trey Lance, which I don't think it I just I their offense is just limited. It's just clearly limited. Think about what Trey Lance does to a defensive coordinator. I know you know this. I think it's just the mashup advantage that you can get. And, you know, combined with George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Trey Lance is not as comfortable as an NFL
1: quarterback as Jimmy Garoppolo is.
2: But how good is Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, where would you rank him? He's maybe maybe 17 to 20.
1: Well, where do you put him in
2: Shanahan's system? He's in
1: Shanahan's system
2: fine. They can win with him. They can win 10 games with him, but they can win. They can win. They can go 17-0 with Trey Lance. Obviously, I don't think they're going to do that, but I, I that know. is I, I think that... much more possible. I'm not saying in his rookie year, but they their best team is with Trey Lance under center. And you don't trade that amount of capital, I don't think, to why. It'd be one thing if it was Tom Brady and, or you had a, an established veteran who you knew was going to present a higher floor than Jimmy Garoppolo was going to I just can't.
0: But, but, I mean, Tommy, don't you
2: think that, like, I I know, obviously,
0: like, oh, what does Trey Lance do to a defensive coordinator? Don't you think a defensive coordinator could throw fits with Trey Lance with a guy who hasn't played football, really, in in two years and was at the FCS level? And, obviously, we all believe, like, in Trey Lance and his ability. And, obviously, the 49ers do with what they gave up for him. But, like, why does it have to be, like, he's starting in his rookie season? And I know I have even said, like, it's it's more about the mental side of things than even like the physical side of things when it comes to a rookie quarterback starting. Like, why wouldn't you
2: want Trey Lance to
0: get the Mahomes treatment behind Jimmy G?
2: Because I think one San Francisco's window, really optimal window, is now. There's no they can't afford to burn a year. Like they're gonna have to pay Nick Bosa soon. They're gonna have to pay Debo Samuel and Ayuk. They've already paid, like, they're, they have a lot of good players on rookie contracts, and they also have paid up for veterans like Trent Williams. And, I mean, you know, we'll see how, uh, Kinlaw, you know, they, ha- they have, this is their window. They're a top five team in the NFC, no doubt, in a weaker conference than the AFC. They could be better than Tampa Bay. Like, I don't think any of us, if we were at that's the end a lot of the to put on the shoulders of a 20 year old quarterback, bro. Team, I, I, I but I don't think you. But and also I also think, as we've seen with the Drew Locks of the world and you know much lesser quarterback prospects, there is an advantage also of playing a, a quarterback who hasn't had any NFL film on him. On him, I also think he's an, a perfect scheme fit too. A lot of what they ran at North Dakota State was it's the same kind of uh, you know power run, PA using his. I just think it's, I think, I, I'm not going to let Jimmy Garoppolo. Stay in the way of that ceiling. And I don't like what, like, how likely is it to you guys that of what I'm saying happening? Not, I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl with Trey Lance, but Trey Lance being a better quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, well, you know, even if we're i don't know I, I wouldn't rule it i'm not going
1: to rule it out because i like lance a lot but i stand by what i said like i think as of right now garoppolo gives the 49ers a better chance to make the playoffs and to be a consistent football team week in and week out um i believe that and i love lance to death um i don't think he should start especially considering the beginning of the schedule they have i think they can be a very good team with jimmy garoppolo I still think they can utilize Lance in certain ways that don't put as much pressure on him and you're not putting the whole franchise on his shoulders. I think he still has a good bit to learn as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with you that their window is like right now this year. I think they've got a lot of really good young players on the team. Obviously down the road they're going to have to pay a few of these guys. But I don't think that it's like, oh, we need to start Lance now because our windows. right. I don't necessarily know if that is like a viable point.
2: One sec, one sec. I have a, I'm sorry. I have a question for both of you because I think we're kind of talking. I understand, but it's just I understand what you're saying. But who gives them a better chance to win a Super Bowl right now? I think Garoppolo does.
0: I would say Jimmy G because just based off the fact that they've been there with him, and I think I think more of the I mean, I think more of the conversation is like, do you think it's more advantageous just to say we'll take the bumps and bruises like with Lance, his rookie season, and that will make him better in year two? Or do you you know, kind of bring him along slowly but surely and then really just like hand him the keys in his second season?
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't say that I feel that way convincingly, Tommy. I would say that I feel Gar- – I would give the slight edge to Garoppolo. How could you? I would – I would. I would uh, what do you mean? I'm
2: like, who would make the argument? Like how could you feel comfortable in that opinion? Like Jimmy Garoppolo Tommy, has Trey shown Tommy, Trey Lance nothing, hasn't started an I mean,
1: NFL game, think, bro.
2: I understand, but like how like how relevant is that really? Like how big of a part does that play? Like if he goes out and balls out against the Lions in Week One, which he will if he starts, is that going to be surprising? I just think
1: you and, and have you have mean, yet to consider that, a reality in which Trey Lance struggles on any level. You have yet to consider that. You have yet of to consider, I consider that reality. It,
2: I just, but like,
1: I'm like what gonna, if he goes I out mean, and plays the Lions I, and throws I mean, two interceptions I, I gotta, and they <laughs> lose to the Lions twenty-three to twenty?
2: That was, is that outside of the realm of possibility? I don't know. Like,
1: you talk about it like it is kind of
2: possibility, but for you to, yeah, because that's that's what that's what my job is, man. It's that's just I, it's just turned what into what it's it's that's turned into a thing where, where like
1: right. I'm arguing, I'm finding myself arguing against a player I like a lot because you're setting these expectations at an unrealistic level.
2: Well, no, because we disagree. We disagree with the process, and you have a year after year. I think Kyler Murray is like the only quarterback that you've had like hype expectations for and that's fine I'm not telling you you're wrong or you need to change your process but I've seen these rookie quarterbacks come in and I don't think it's as hard to play quarterback in the NFL maybe it is over 10 years but I think as a rookie we saw Jalen Hurts last year who Trey Lance is a lot better than like I said with Drew Locke I already alluded to I mean the Daniel Jones of the world like I just think Trey Lance is better than all of these guys and is in the closest he's had the closest situation in Mahomes since Mahomes, yeah, and Mahomes didn't Going start his first that, year, and that, it was a
1: very similar situation. It was I, a very oh, similar situation. Didn't. And were they wrong? Yeah, were they wrong sim- for it not starting situation. him? Does, like I don't think Andy no. Reid really loses no, any sleep not. at night thinking that he could have won a Super Bowl with Mahomes as a rookie, or that they missed a year of their window. I think they handled that situation beautifully. Yeah, I don't, and I, and I, I think San Francisco's think in course. a very similar situation, oh. and I would advise them to do it the same way. That's that's. Okay, that's that's fine. That's
2: fine, but I think you equally like. I just don't know. I mean, you got you guys must think it's a low probability that he plays and is a better option for you to win the Super Bowl than Jimmy G because I don't. I mean, like, what would you say it's forty percent? Like, do you think Jimmy G? I just a think Jimmy G is a safer the Super bet.
1: Super you like know there are more knowns. Your team is really good. Your schedule is fairly easy for the first half of the season. You know you can win, at least the way the, the angle I'd be coming at it from is like, listen, we know we can win 80% of our games in the first half of the season with this guy. And if he proves to us either A, by getting injured, that's the first thing, or B, by not playing at an adequate level, which we'll be able to see. Uh, obviously, there are people within the building that are going to see that a lot more than I will in camp and all that. Then we have an unbelievable option in the back here. But hey, at the end of the day, this kid's 20 years old we're grooming him to be the quarterback of the franchise for the next 20 years. We have a really good roster and we want to continue to to kind of like build this thing, you know, and, and not rush the process here. We don't feel like we need to win a Super Bowl overnight or that we need to hand the keys to this 20-year-old. We've kind of maneuvered ourselves into this position where we can give Jimmy a year to kind of prove himself here. We can still use Lance, we can have Lance soak in the offense a little bit. If we get to a point where Jimmy's not playing at a level that we want him to, we can turn to Trey Lance, but until that point, we can basically hand him the keys next year, having been in the offense for the, for a year, having been in an NFL locker room for a year, and having been just being more comfortable being an NFL player and quarterback for a year, a la Patrick Mahomes. I think that it's like a very similar situation.
2: Yeah, I. It is. It is a similar situation, and I'm not saying oh their window is this year, but they. Are, they're in a prime position to win a Super Bowl. It's not like, yeah, they don't need to win a Super Bowl overnight, but why would you? Well, I mean, you
1: and you've not, been like, to one with Jimmy true, Garoppolo in a very I'm, similar roster.
2: But, yeah, and, and but, but in a very similar roster. But, again, I, we need to bring up the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was a joke that playoff run. He played his best game in the Super Bowl, and it still wasn't enough against, obviously, the Chiefs. been missing the deep pass and all that, but he threw the ball. We got into this argument with with Connor when when we had the Jameis-Jimmy G argument about a year ago, you know, who would you rather have as a quarterback? And I talked about Jameis, I mean, uh, Jimmy G's Super Bowl run where they ran the ball through Minnesota, through, I forget who they played in the uh, before Minnesota, but they they ran the ball the the way to the Super Bowl. You know, they played really, they played unbelievable defense, and they ran the football and made Jimmy G uh, convert the occasional third down. But, I don't think uh, – if, if this was even Alex Smith or any He had a pretty good year in 2019. I know the playoff run was
1: the football. playoff run, and that – I mean, that was working for them, so they didn't move away from it, as they shouldn't have. But, I mean, he – nearly 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. I mean, he was a good quarterback that year. They won a lot of football games. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a trailer, he's a trailer he's fine, quarterback. Not I'm about, not trying to say that he's going to be the guy that's going to, yeah, you know, and, carry you to the promised land, but he's proven but that he can guys do that much.
2: Like, why would you waste – why would you waste a year of, of physical like you can't tank in football and I'm not saying that you're saying they should tank but it's like why would you not play if he wasn't And I ready. guess maybe it just comes down I would, to I just if he
0: wasn't ready. And that's I think I think that's all like Lee and I, I are just, trying to say is that like hey this is a kid who hasn't played football Do you think he's not ready? In two years. He's coming from the FCS level. It wasn't like he exactly right. lit up the first preseason game and you have a guy who has been to a Super Bowl with the same team on your roster. Like that's all we're trying to say. I, I just think that you're he, not taking like account to the Jimmy fact that Trey Lance
1: would in my opinion, Tommy, in my opinion, and this is a player I really like, I think Trey Lance would probably take more sacks than Jimmy Garoppolo and that there would be a there would be a few more mental sure. lapses that that happen with young quarterbacks that Jimmy Garoppolo that wouldn't happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I I think that that is absolutely I I absolutely maybe, a if likely anything, scenario and I just think Jimmy Garoppolo has a very clear grasp of being an NFL quarterback and being in that offense and that's the reason why he's favored to be the starter
2: I don't think they would have drafted Trey Lance if so that's you're, true. you're like, ruling out the reality would, that would,
1: Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are drafting Trey Lance for every year in the future that isn't this year you think that that's not
2: no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, why are you wasting a year of his rookie deal? Why are you like? I don't think it is similar to the Chiefs in some ways, but it's also like, is Justin Herbert worse off for starting last year? Is Tua Tagovailoa? as Joe Burrow? I mean, injury aside, just like, is that bad? Like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, well, look at my home. I, like, I, I don't think that plays I think a part. It might have been bad for Tua. Sure, I mean, but yeah, but that's yeah, like, but I don't. Again, I don't. My point really is that it's not really that relevant because I don't think saying, "Oh, look at Mahomes," and I could say, well, "Well, look at Herbert." I don't. I don't think they're both separate situations. And Trey Lance is in his own unique situation, and I think it's an unbelievable situation for a player of his caliber to be in. And I know you guys agree with me. I just think we disagree about what Jimmy G is. I don't. I think he's a twenty to thirty-two quarterback. You know, maybe in the top in the you know the top half of that. But. I can't say that definitively with how good all the quarterbacks are um, in the NFL right now. So, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to follow it as it, as it goes along. We can, we can move on.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I just
1: feel a little bit sour about the fact that it's just turned into a, like, I love Trey Lance. I mean, I, I obviously want him to do well. Um, I just think that you're, you have this very rose colored lens of how everything's going to happen and how it's so crystal clear that if he comes in and plays, he's going to be so clearly better you, than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be like laugh. You say it's laughable. Um, I just don't. I'm not willing to. I'm not willing yeah. to, to, to get on on That's that plane of thinking.
2: That's fine. And and perhaps the result of this, uh, you know. To, you know, philosophical debate. will change our minds, you know, going, I'm just interested to see season. who this starts is,
1: week is, one. I'll this be,
0: is, this is, this is, this is my last question. This is my last question. So so yeah. I mean, I think I'm what I'm, I might be getting stuck on is just like, where you really actually rank these rookie quarterbacks in the grand scheme of the NFL? I just like, don't, I, I don't comprehend how the, the rookie quarterback who all, no matter who they are, all have yes. hiccups in their first year. Who you ranked fourth is all of a sudden gonna be like this fantastic quarterback, his rookie season, but Jimmy G, who has had success in the NFL in the same system, would be like twentieth to thirty second. And like why why would yeah, why I does think the that's system, what Jimmy G. Why does ranks. the system work so well for your fourth ranked rookie and it doesn't work for a guy who uh, he's like Goffian. Jimmy G is Goffian. He's an established starter. He's yeah. a trailer quarterback, but he's been in a Super Bowl. I didn't say it didn't
2: work. I know. Adam. But I you're, say saying, it you're saying it would be a catastrophe, 20th, Tommy. Quarterback. Yes, yes. Yes. I think I, I think Trace Lance clearly gives them a higher ceiling than Jimmy G and I think you shoot for ceiling. Okay. I don't think there's I think you're wasting I, just, the year I don't I don't, of this, lives I don't get why this I don't get why this system would work
0: so well for your fourth-ranked quarterback but it's not going to work for the guy who's been in the
2: league for a while. Because because Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo at playing quarterback, he's more physically talented. In that right. mix with Kyle Shanahan's the com- combination of talent in his coaching scheme. So I think what's the ceil- what's the forty nineers
1: ceiling with Garoppolo?
2: Like they a, do they miss ten, the playoffs without team. If their defense, they could they they could. I think the chance is higher of them missing the playoffs with Garoppolo than it what's is with What's their Trey Lance. ceiling?
1: Yeah, like what's the best with they Garoppolo? could possibly do?
2: I mean. What they did when they went to the Super Bowl. If their defense is the best defense in the NFL again, and Garoppolo, and they and they run the ball, but, like I don't. You think just
1: that. said shoot for ceiling, but I you said the ceiling for Garoppolo, Garoppolo is going to the Super Bowl. So like, they, it can't get yeah, higher than like, that.
2: Okay, what 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 was the ceiling? What was the ceiling for the Rams with Jared Goff? Soup. They went to a Super Bowl with them. Like I can't. I'm not saying oh with Jimmy G like they still can go to a Super Bowl. I think it's they're a 10 win team with Jimmy G. I think Trey Lance pushes them into the elite tier of the NFL. I think Trey Lance can make them the best team in the NFC. Yes, 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 yes. 100%.
0: 100%. Win totals? Win totals. Jesus, take the wheel. Do you want to do AFC or NFC,
1: Tommy?
2: Let's do – I got it all in alphabetical order. Let's just do uh,
1: alphabetical order, man. Let's – we're doing the whole NFL tonight. All of them, are we not? All right, all right. Go for so, it. like, why okay. not? You know yeah. what I'm no, saying?
0: No waxing poetic. Yeah. No, no waxing poetic.
1: I'm past the point. We can wax poetic. I'm past the point of even caring.
2: <laughs> all right, good. I was about to say. Cause we I don't, spent, I, I we gotta, just spent we just spent 40 minutes talking spot.
1: about talking <laughs> past each other about Trey Lance and Jimmy Ropolo. I don't think. Uh,
2: good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's what we're here for. All right, I'm an alphabetical, but, but all I want to say is I'm. I'm just, just. I love
0: how, uh, I love the bro- I love the brother uh, rivalry. I love how somehow Tommy's takes have led Lee to like not want to root for like one of his favorite players. No, in the draft.
1: I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I want to root. For, I'm, I'm never going to be rooting for against Trey Lance. I just I, oh, I just am going to feel very bitter inside when if Trey Lance does well and Tommy all says right. ha well, ha ha you... ha ha. I told you all. Look at how you know.
2: Okay, but Lee, but how, how likely do you think that is? That me saying some level of ha 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 that doesn't mean that they're they're gonna win the Super Bowl. But it's like Trey Lance goes into they ball, they get to the playoffs, and they're in a position in the playoffs and. I mean, you know, I think they're gonna they go Trey to the playoffs.
1: I think they'd probably go to the playoffs regardless. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think that it's it's within the realm of possibility. I like I've said before, I don't think he's gonna start. I think that would be the first the first step of me being like, okay, something's up here would be Trey Lance starting. Then I would have to be like, all right. So now at camp and through the preseason, it's been, it's been made clear that he's better. Um, I just really don't think that's, I really do think Garoppolo is going to start. I really do feel that way. I think that that's kind
0: of, I guess. So Tommy, if, if Shanahan is the genius coach, why would he start Jimmy G over like Lance?
2: For the, same, for the same reasons that, like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm 100% right yeah. for this, for whatever thing. So would you feel out, any like, sort of way, probably,
1: if, like, differently if Garoppolo were to start week one?
2: I'd be like, wow, I think the 49ers are missing okay. an opportunity. That's what I would say. Like, I'm not saying, oh, Shanahan yeah. no, sucks. No, no, like, no, know, I know you wouldn't I still, be. like, am going to trust him be. to do what he does. They already made the right decision. They drafted him. Like, he's going to play eventually. I think they should do it sooner rather than later. Like... They already made the best choice. They didn't draft Mac Jones. Like that's what we all were on that side. So, you know, I they made the right decision. I, they're an unbelievable, unbelievably running coach franchise. You know, and I think we all agree with that to some level. Like this is a this is an upper tier franchise in the NFL right now. Cardinals. Speaking of, let's go to. Uh, I got the Packers at number oh. one because they just went up. I Aren't we going alphabetical,
0: that? Arizona? Wouldn't clap, that be?
2: clap. Yeah, we are. has the motherly nature and let Tommy take I- the that's wheel,
0: true. damn it. All right, all right, sorry. Let take
2: the wheel, man. I'm going to read. I'm going to read up and down like an ape. All right. We're starting with the Green Bay Packers, guys. NFC North. Ten and over. a half, the line has reappeared since the return of Aaron Rodgers. Minus 135 to the over, minus 105 to the under. What, what book that, are we on? What this book a are we ten and on? And a half? We're on my. We're on my uh, offshore. So maybe we should do a little bit more legitimate operation. Unless you guys want to. I mean, to, uh, is I, world, mean, I, I don't, mean, don't care. It is, you know, it's your
0: world. I was just out.
2: It probably. It probably should be. I, I, I was just. I was just questioning where. Where context, are these. I, just for the
0: people, in case they're like, "Oh, that sounds like a you know." Yeah. That's no, what that's, I, that's, I want to bet. That, that is, where, that's, where that's, can they bet it?
2: That's a great point. Uh, I feel like Foxbet has been the unofficial it sponsor of the has. podcast. Absolutely,
0: so. soon to be Paradise Casino in Yuma. Really, uh, we'll see. All
2: right, now while I'm pulling this up, you guys need to entertain the audience because that's what yeah, we do in I'm, my world. All right, I'm Constant excited. I'm excited to get
1: through this, Tommy. I, I as I told both of you, I did a little bit of homework earlier today, and I'm I have the great luxury of being in the in the great state of Michigan, the Lake State, and uh, we've got. Uh, I've got I've got nine nine sports books here that I check, the prices of. I wow. think that it's very important to, to shop for prices.
2: Well, how about Lee? Do you have them in front? of I you? don't have
1: all nine in front of me. No.
2: Okay. I, well, then, I wasn't I mean, gonna steal
1: your thunder You here, just
2: man. like. Well, no, I, I think I think I would like maybe if I had my my dumb offshore line, which I think is a not as is they're they're not as good.
1: Well, as I'm not going to do that much work um, for our yes. listeners. As much as I like them, I'm not going to find the, the 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 good. I found the best prices on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines that I liked. I will be saying them as we go along here, um, and noting what the price was on these seven lines. So Tommy, when you bring them up, I'll say hey. Here's a line that I highlighted. I haven't, I've only bet one of them. I've only bet one of them. And, uh, but these are the lines I highlighted and I'll, 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 I'll underline that when you say it.
2: Lee, I think that's, uh, I think that's great. Um, I'm having some technical difficulties loading the Fox. Uh, shout out, shout out, hey, the- shout out to Don Muleback.
0: Shout uh, out to Don Muleback, a longtime lion cut today on his 40th birthday came came to Detroit in 04 has been the long snapper ever since tied for 8th uh, most games played for a single franchise in NFL history uh, put put the put the jersey put the jersey on the wall in Ford Field
1: I disagree Hang it up. I disagree Don't put that don't put his jersey up He's a long snapper and he and, he, and all he did was play for failing teams he didn't contribute. What did he? <laughs> Lee, what did he, he contribute?
0: You you, 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 Lee lacks a perspective of a long. We take what we can get around here. The, <laughs> the fact that the, the fact that the man stayed here from 2004 He's on a long uh, speaks am Happy to be here.
1: That,
0: that man, that man was here when the when the plants shut down in 08. All right, Muleback stayed, when the team went 0 16. And, and the plants in town, the the assembly lines halted during during the financial crisis of 2008. And he he's been here since Miriuchi. So he he, he deserves it at least um, he at least deserves a standing O in Ford Field in twenty twenty
1: one. Let his kids come to a game in a couple years and do the get put the spotlight on him. That's what he needs. That's what he deserves. Uh
2: boys, I have some uh, I have a little adversity for us right now. Foxbed is separated into AFC and NFC for whatever reason. So we're, we're going to AFC. readjust let's on go. the fly and let's Let's start AFC. We're gonna start with the AFC. Um, all right, starting in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. The line is ten and a half, minus one hundred and fifty to the over, plus one fifteen to the under.
0: I I would just I it? would just Let's never bet it. that. I mean, I would lean the over in real life. I just would never bet it minus one hundred and fifty. That's a horrible price. Yeah. And I and I like the Patriots, who who, who we'll get to, but I. I like the Patriots to to have a, have a really good season, so.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would look I, I would League. I would get Same. I would get liquid here, and I'd look for an eleven if you want to bet the over. Um, this is a line I would stay away from. I'm gonna play ball here, and uh, I'm gonna lean with Klepp here. I I think that I would probably just bite the bullet and and lay the one fifty on the over here because I just don't think. I just think eleven wins is more likely than 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 uh, than ten. Ten for the Bills, I would say. I would say twelve is is maybe even more likely than ten. Maybe that's a little frisky, but yeah, I'd bite the bullet and take the over here. I'm not in the business of taking the Bills under this year. Uh, I think they're going to be, especially in the regular season. I, I just think they're a pretty well-oiled machine, returning a lot of guys. I think the
0: defense. I think the defense will be even better than they were last year. Like more consistent. And if you get similar play, excuse me from from Josh Allen, uh, I think, and I think, I think the running back situation will be better mm-hmm. um, with with Singletary and Moss. I really think that the and the, I think the running game just in general will be better. Um, the offensive line is back and healthy again. Uh, Quentin Spain returned to practice. Cody Ford's back. We're talking to a um, Bills insider
1: and, here, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then and then I think you know yep. Diggs, Beasley, and, and Gabe Davis and and Manny Sanders. Uh, I just think that the team is, you know, you can talk about, you know, maybe what is their their ceiling overall in terms of star power. But if you just want to talk about a complete roster, like where you just look at every position group and there's guys that you know that are good NFL players there, like it, the Bills to me are, are just one of the top overall well-rounded uh, groups in the league. So um, I'd be much more inclined to to bet the over, but 150 is way too. I mean, it's still the Bills, right? It's the same thing we're going to run into with the Browns. It's like this is a team that has been in the in the doldrums the entire 21st century and finally got out of it. And, you know, you're, you're kind of betting that it happens again, which I think is more likely than not, but it, it's still the Bills. Still wide right we're talking about here.
2: Yep. Uh, hard for me to uh, – I tend to agree. I think gun to head I would, I would lay the 150. But, again, I just don't know how good of a play that is little side conversation What about what would you guys think about maybe some all overs so over 11 and a half and over even potentially 12 and a half um, at you know a juiced up you know well I, I can't get a number in front of me right now but I'll tell you what I'd rather I'd rather, I'd rather take over with.
0: 11 and a half than under 10 and a half so the extra game kind of throws me off but I, I'd bet on 12 and 5 I, I'd be more comfortable with betting on 12 and 5 than than 10 and 7
2: Yeah. Let's move on. Another ten and a half with Baltimore. They're gonna
0: wax the Jets. Uh,
2: Ten and a half. They're gonna wax the Jets. Same line. Hey, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to see how the Jets look this year. We'll get we'll get down in New York, but let's stay in Baltimore, Adam. Ten and a half. Same line. Minus one fifty to the over. Plus one fifteen to the under. Yeah, I mean, I was the only Um,
0: one of the us three that picked the Ravens to win the AFC North. Um, so again, I would lean over. Just, like, if I had to pick one, um, again, just not going to bet it at 150. I'd feel less comfortable betting it at 150 with the Ravens just because of the Steelers, because of the Browns. Um, And, ultimately, I think I believe a little bit more in Josh Allen than I do Lamar Jackson. But uh, I I still think the Ravens are a solid program and we will get over 10 wins. But, again, I I was only one of us to pick them to win the division, I, I it was a tough decision for me to even do that too. So um, I just wouldn't I wouldn't touch it.
1: Yeah, I'd lean under here. Um, wouldn't make the bet. want to Want to say that for sure. But I would lean under if I had to make the play here. I like the the plus money on the under. This is a team with probably one of the harder schedules in the NFL. Um, I think the whole Lamar Jackson era is is getting more. Um, I, I guess uh, it's getting a little bit more real. Every year, um, kind of revealing what, what type of player he really is, and obviously a super dynamic player, but not someone who's going to stretch the field at a consistent level that you need to be, you need to, to be able to win, at least in the postseason um, in the NFL. The Bateman injury is big. Lamar has been out for some of camp. Um, not a team you want to bet against as a regular season team. Usually they find a way to win 11 games. But uh, with the numbers in front of me, I think that the smarter play would be to take the under, this is probably one of the better divisions in football, I would say. Uh, the Browns are actually going to be pretty good this year, I think. And I, I, you guys know what I think about the Steelers. I'm obviously a little bit above market on them as well. So I, I think the Ravens are going to struggle to go over 500 in the division. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make this bet with my own money. But with the numbers in front of me, I, I would lean under.
0: So would you say, like, you think they'll, like, split with the Bengals? Um... Or that they'll go one and three against Baltimore and or I, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I,
1: I just think that yeah I don't know I think
0: because you're saying you you have a hard time seeing them go four and two in the division right Yeah so, I guess so I guess I don't have a hard
1: time seeing it but I just wouldn't be really shocked if they went three and three in the division. Um, I think that they could drop two games to the Steelers or the Browns and I think that you know I don't know. Four and two and three and three, I think probably have the same likelihood in my head. The way I'm seeing it right now, I just think that the Ravens are. They, I think that they need to, they need to become a little bit more dynamic passing the football in order to be, you know, consistently good. Um, and the, I mean, the reason I wouldn't make this bet is because they're really well coached. They have won a lot of regular season games the past three years, past five years even. This is a team that's always in playoff contention. But when you're talking about winning 11 games, I mean, you got to be kind of, you have to be fairly dominant to do that. And I just think that the reign of dominance for the Ravens, uh, I'm not saying it's ending, but it's just kind of, you can, you can kind of see where the end of it is, I guess. You're, you're, you're. It's not like there's very many unknowns about Lamar Jackson. Um, and I think defenses are going to start, are going to start to scheme around his inability to effectively throw the football and that might pose some issues for the Ravens that they haven't really been able to reckon with yet. Um, and I think that could lead to them, yep. you know, dropping a game to the Bengals perhaps, or, you know, losing a game in, in Pittsburgh or, you know, yeah. things of that nature. Makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, just with what I think of Cleveland, probably, you know, being the highest of them on them of, of us three, I, there's no way I would take the over 10 and a half. Uh, I kind of tend to agree with Lee. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really in a rush to bet under 10 and a half either, but, and also something you need to mention too is Lamar Jackson, just the injury risk I feel like is, is higher. And I think you got to bake that in a little bit then with, I mean, I mean, Josh Allen, we'll see how much that he's running too. Dude, those are two, you know, going back to Buffalo, two mobile quarterbacks who they like to put their body on the line and, and you know, that does not age well. Um, and, and the fact that Lamar has been as healthy as he is, is, is pretty insane. And for him to do that, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked, but, I definitely think that's important context too. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to. to this is a bit, kind of a stay away for me, but I think I would probably take the under just because of, of the juice. Um, but it would be a really small small unit play on Baltimore, not really rushing. I'll I'll be the Ravens guy there.
0: this year. Uh, by any I'll, means. I'll take that role.
2: Yeah, I, and I think. I mean, I. I think it, I think Lee brings up an interesting interesting question. You know, if if teams are going to be able to, you know, how. What what Lamar's next couple years look like, or at least this next year? I mean, I think I definitely think he's a more efficient passer than maybe Lee is making out. But you
1: know, Just keep that dude in the pocket is, all you know, game, man. It, if you but, can do that, it's it's hard to do. But
2: how? But that's a lot easier. It's said hard than to that. do,
1: how but I mean, <laughs> if, you no, fi- if you can find if you can find ways to, do, to that, do that, I mean, in the playoffs, they, teams have done it. it. You know, we were talking about that earlier. They scored three points against Buffalo. I mean, I know it's cold yeah. out, but like, you can do it.
2: No, again, but we're talking. We're talking about them pretty much staying consistent with what they were last year. Like if they if they have a season like they did last year, they probably get eleven wins. I don't know. Right? They've
1: also kind of Maybe been not. worse every single schedule, year huh? in the Lamar Jackson era.
2: I mean, I don't know about that. They he won MVP, and then there was last year.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I expect them to be worse this year.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's stay in the division. Let's move on to Cincinnati. Uh, the line is oh. six and a half, minus 125 to the over, even to the oh, that's under. that's an under smash. No, it's um, minus
1: 125 to the under, T-Man. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh, wow. They, they switched it on me. All right. Well, they, I don't know why under is first when all the other ones are yeah, over. Yeah, that's, that's a bad feature. That that's Unders a bad minus feature. Uh, over six and a half is, is even. Lee's a Foxbat I mean, vet. That kind of summed it up. <laughs> Lee is, yeah. Um. <laughs> He knows he knows that interface better than I have some complaints
1: about early. these books that you guys if you guys give me the floor I, I can complain for another thirty minutes about the intricacies of some of these books.
0: It sounds like a free solo. One
1: thing I will say is Portnoy and Barstool are thumbs down all the way. Fix your book, fix the layout. Anyway, sorry, Tommy. Yeah.
2: That's, that's a Greenberg <laughs> letter that needs to be. That, that's
1: Greenberg needs
2: to write a series of letters to the various books and their interfaces. Um, Yeah, I guess the ball's in my court. Uh, You know, I I tend to see the upside in a lot of teams, and I certainly see it with Cincinnati with the offensive weapons that they have. But, you know, there's just no reason for me to have any faith in Zach Taylor. And I can make a more compelling case for a lot of other coaches than Zach Taylor. And because of that, you know, of course we all could say, well, you know, maybe it all comes together this year. Like, look at, you know, that offensive talent, Sanzi offensive line, you know, Mixon and those receivers with Joe Burrow. You know, I definitely see the upside, but the defense—one, the division, two—the defense being you know meh at best, an average defense I think is at best. I don't really see them kind of going over the top and and making an impact on the game in in a consistent positive way, um, which is going to make them you know have to be in a lot of shootouts. uh, And just the fact that they're going to have to play the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. Can can
0: we get you uh, on the podcast uh, in audio saying that at least the offensive line is somewhat concerning? It's a concern.
2: I, I never said it wasn't a concern right. clap so so it it was is, a could it the, was the, the
0: offensive line could also play of course okay. it's a concern. Go. All
2: right. good it's of course it's, it's a bottom it's a bottom seven unit easily right now they I mean bottom five yeah I, I think and, I and, think the
0: bottom know. line is like so much more has to go right for the Bengals for them to win seven games and yes. and then you know I think is likely to go wrong that would prevent them from getting to that point so
1: I'm gonna just repeat what you guys I think this is a bad football team. Really, and you know what? I don't want to be an off-season tidbit whore here. Excuse my language, but the Burrow confidence stuff is concerning. You know, it's it's almost August twentieth. I don't think that he's going to be really comfortable until October. Um, Not confident this team's going to win seven games. Real quick caveat: a little John Danner bet. John Danner took the over on Joe Burrow, 26 and a half touchdown. Just want to get a quick fire round. What do you got? What I, both of you guys think about that?
2: Um, I mean, I think, I think I would bet the over if I had to, to be honest, because I think they're going to be behind in a lot of games. And I think it's just a matter of him staying healthy. I think Lee, I mean, you know, I have a hard time believing that Joe Burrow is going to be that gravely affected, um, by his injury to be honest and, and and i just think i just believe in his mental makeup and i thought he was on i thought he was ad, as advertised last year before for the injury and, and i think you know 26 touchdowns So you
0: know, you're talking to like a little bit like like one and a half touchdowns a game
1: yeah a little over
2: i mean if joe burrow can throw 30 touchdowns and they can win yeah, no, five games true.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree with Tommy that like him throwing touchdowns has no correlation no, with yeah, like absolutely. A, a win total over. Um,
1: I would lean to the over probably too. I thought that was a good lean line to the,
0: though. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's
2: a, I think it's a good line too. I actually thought about making that bet before I was looking through. Uh, good to know that that John Danner is on it. Uh, let's continue to stay in the division, boys, and in the state of Ohio. The Cleveland Browns ten and a half is the line. Both the over and the under are dash one ten. Um, I think you guys know where I'm going to stand on this. Uh, I, I, you know, I have this team to win the division. I think – I think, I definitely think Cleveland's going to win at least 11 games, and I think they don't have to, you know, win the division to do that. They have a pretty easy schedule, I think, relative to their talent level, and I think this is a top dog in the AFC for me this year. So I'm, I'm all over this over 10.5 for the Browns.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. I don't know. I think Cleveland and Baltimore um, are in a similar – kind of power rank, I would say. So the fact that you're going to get minus 110 to the over here with an easier schedule with a team that I would rank similar to similarly to Baltimore is definitely enticing. Um I just still have a little bit of concern about kind of buying into the whole Cleveland Browns um you know, are going to be great. They're great now and they can be nothing other than great because 11 wins is great to me. That's like a really good team. Um, absolutely think this team has the makeup to do that. <sighs> Not a bet I would make, but, uh, yeah.
0: All right, t- 10 and seven, like, sounds like just right.
1: 10 and the, seven the, sounds like some, sounds Browns. like where I see them. So I'm trying to figure out, I will say, I, I will take the over because I think 11 and six is more likely than nine and eight. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and and, yeah. and and take the over here because of the price. I think ten
0: and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I like the under a little bit. Obviously, I picked the the Ravens to win the division. Um, Bank, I mean the Browns also had a pretty easy schedule last year. On paper, it's it's somewhat easy again. Um, it's also the Browns. So.
1: Yeah. No. I, I just realized you would clear at ten and seven.
0: I know. Um. I, that's why I lean to the under. I think yeah. 10 and I'm, I'm going to
1: go ahead and lean to the under as well. I'm going to lean to 11, the under. Well. Eleven, that's eleven a sweat. Sounds, Yeah. You guys should. You
2: guys should throw. <laughs> you guys should combine. Throw. Throw fifteen bucks on it each. Get a little thirty pot for you. Uh, just for the sweat. I think that's going to be a sweat. I mean, you guys. It, it definitely could happen. But what are the chances that they're you know ten and seven with two weeks to go or something like that? Ten and that? ten and five. Um and yeah, ten and five. Whatever. I'm gonna, I'm not a math guy, but I mean, after the chiefs, I think it's worth going through the schedule. I mean, quickly, you got chiefs and you have Texans bears potentially with Dalton still starting. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Vikings, chargers, Cardinals, Broncos. Steelers, yeah, it's not Bengals, that easy. Patriots. It's not Lions. that easy. I don't, I don't know. Like they're playing a lot of teams that I think are, there's definitely upside with a lot of those teams, but I think they're, they're raw. I mean, I, I think they're in a position to be better than them. Um, I mean, I'm just high on this roster, so we can move on. Uh, what wow, this is an interesting line: the Denver Broncos eight and a half. Did that move up one from seven and a half since? I, or when, I think when, it was eight and a half. The Chargers always eight and a half. Okay, this is interesting, guys. Uh, Over eight and a half is minus one fifty. Under plus one ten. Um, I mean, if Drew Locke's starting seventeen games for your team, it's gonna. I mean, I think that's probably unlikely. I'm sure Bridgewater will get in there if he's sneaking it up. But I would
0: take that under with plus money very this, happily, and that's something honestly too. I might consider putting some money on. I yeah. just think, I think there's a pretty good argument that, um, of the teams in the AFC West that like I think the Broncos, I just feel the worst about. Um, I don't know. I I don't. Yeah. I think their roster is really strong, but I it's think... just like Teddy B is what he is. Like it, it didn't, you know, he had a pretty good supporting cast in Carolina, and it didn't go so well for him on offense. Um, I, I, Drew Locke is not good, so um, I would, I would happily take eight. They can go eight and nine, but you get it with plus money. I'll take it.
2: No yeah there's no way i think any of us are taking over eight and a half minus 150 lane that that yeah. plays ravens shop um, around
1: shop around uh, this listeners. i mean you're not you're not going to get these splits everywhere yeah. um I, I mean what is what is denver's ceiling cuz
2: i think i mean i'm very high on this defense i think this is going to be a really darn good defense ceiling is the wild um, card if you but then it just
0: if you you know yeah. get out to some leads and your defense just plays ridiculously well and you're not asking Teddy Bridgewater to do too much, and your offensive line plays pretty well, and you can run the ball, and then your your weapons are, are getting open. like Yeah.
1: yeah. Their feeling is if Drew Locke Lock can protect the football.
0: True. Yeah, that's also true. Drew Locke
1: is a good quarterback if he just didn't turn the ball over. He's good. He's just always turned the ball over. That's always – it's never not been a problem for him. So – if he can not turn the ball over, this is a playoff team without a doubt in my mind. Um, I would yeah. never bet on him not turning the ball over. That's just what he does. Usually when quarterbacks do that, they don't just stop overnight. Um, you put Teddy B in, you're not going to get any explosiveness. He's not mobile. You you, you, you see what you, you get what you see with Teddy B. I mean, we've seen it. I don't think we're, that there's, there's any unknowns there. Got a solid defense, super conservative, defensive-minded coach. Tough division. No easy wins in the division. Eh. You need a a quarterback if you want to win more games for Denver. I can see them winning games. This 150 for the over 8.5 is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I I don't think anyone should take that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd like the under better.
0: Shit, buy it up to 9.5 and and do the under. For what? Yeah.
2: It's probably it would probably be dash 125 minus 125 I think maybe maybe more a full win I don't know, I don't know what that's worth um let's move on to I'm assuming the worst line team in the NFL the Houston Texans four and a half is the twin total under four and a half is minus 138 over four and a half is plus 110 um yeah I mean. I wouldn't mind laying minus one thirty eight, kind of, to be honest. On, I would probably take an alt three and a half, under three and a half. I mean, I really have a hard time seeing Deshaun Watson playing at all, and I think that's the only chance this team has of winning five games for sure. Um, you know, you got. I think this is the worst roster in the NFL, and I think Terod Taylor is a fine quarterback. You know, who can use their weapons and their offense to score them seventeen points a game, maybe, but. This defense is awful, and this is the worst team in the NFL. So, this is a team that probably, you know, is, you know, the, the bottom just fall, has fallen out by week 12 or something. It could be 0 and 12, you know. What is, I don't really, there's no way I'm taking this team to win to do really anything of minor yeah. significance. A little disappointed
1: sure. with Fox Bet here. They're not really challenging us with these lines. They're kind of like, all of these lines are swayed in a direction. Like, like so I would look for yeah. a four, and I would bet the under on a four. Because I don't think this team's going to win five games, but if I had to take one of these, I would lay the 138 with an under four and a half. But when I'm taking win totals, obviously all of us can agree. I don't want to be laying like 150 or 138. I'd rather just like find a better price, which we have the luxury of doing here in the great state of Michigan, and across America. Hopefully soon, uh, there'll be more legislation leading to that. Because if you care about sports betting and you want to, you think you 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 can find an edge. You gotta look everywhere. Um, I, I keep reiterating that because it's true, but it just stinks because it doesn't really make for great content here when it's like I'm not gonna take one fifty on a team. Like I'd rather just like move it move it a half game up, you know? I, I don't know. Um so yeah, I, I take the yeah. under at minus one thirty eight, but I would I'm just gonna start saying what I actually think, you know. It's like I'd shop for a four somewhere and take the under on a four before I took it on a four and a half.
0: Yeah, I, there's no way I would ever bet the. Te- I don't think I'll pick the Texans to win a game this year. So yeah, uh, I don't mean I don't think they'll go 0 yeah. 17, but
2: um. What about what would you boys bet uh, under no. one and a half?
1: I think like they'll win. I think 300? they'll win like three games probably, and have the first pick. Maybe two. That'd be fun. I don't think I think, I think like they they're play bad. The Jags like, week one, they it's play like, the Jags. I don't know. They play the Jets. I'm pretty sure they play the Falcons. They, they, they can get they can get a couple culture wins in there. I bet the AFC South is also wacky. Is this team worse?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I was gonna say, is this team worse than the Jets last I year? I don't think so. And the Dolphins think the year
0: so. before. And it's more of a thing where it's like last year, going into the year, we knew Adam Gase was incompetent. Like, I don't think David Coley's gonna like yeah. set the NFL on fire or anything, but we don't know that he's. Like Adam Gase is one of the worst head coaches ever.
1: David Cole is just so clearly so, a stopgap. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. thing. That's a problem I have. Yeah. And
2: also, and also you're betting on Deshaun Watson not yeah, he's, play he's not he's not sure to a certain extent. In
0: Houston. That would shock me. That would
2: Yeah. Uh, it would shock it would shock me too, but if he does for some reason, that would <laughs> Then you would hate to have late yep. minus minus one thirty eight on yeah. you know under four and a half. That's for that's for damn sure. And you know crazier things have happened in the NFL. Uh, let's say in the AFC South, going over to the great state of Florida, Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half, under minus one thirty three, over. Plus the cat's out of the
1: bag. This is this is one of my special lines. The cat is out of the bag. the cat is out of the bag. Them. I it, literally with the, the Jaguar is out of the bag. Um, I'm all over this over, baby. I think the Jaguars are going to be a competitive team this year. Um, not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they play the Texans twice. I think the beginning part of their schedule is fairly easy. I like urban Meyer as a coach. I like some of the pieces on their roster. I think he's cleaning it up a little bit. I obviously like their quarterback, their new rookie quarterback. I think they have a solid, not great offensive line. I think they've got some good weapons on offense. And I think they're building a culture there, and I think we're going to see year one of that culture being implemented. I think this team wins eight games this year. I think, I think they clear this by a game and a half. Um, I think this is a competitive team. I think this team goes and beats the Colts once. I think maybe they beat the Titans once. Um, I could see them going 500 or 4-2 in the division. I don't think that's crazy. Um, and their out-of-division out of schedule is, is manageable. Uh, I think 6 and a half is a bad price. You're getting plus money for the over, um the best price I found was plus 110 at barstool you're getting five more dollars or, or or five more cents whatever you whatever you choose to bet um I take it I'm on it
2: I think that's I think that's interesting um I mean I'm not as bullish as you Lee but I I you know as I've said before I don't mind a jags to win the division because I know Houston isn't winning the division, and you know if you can get the Jags at they've been all the way up into the you know plus thousands, you know usually around plus nine hundred. I think they are now. Maybe I think it's, it's down. down I think bit, it's like six hundred now. That I
1: don't know if I'm on them to win the division. I don't know if they have the consistency to do that. Hey man,
2: if they go, three, hey man, if they go four and two in the division, you know they have a, a, a fourth place schedule. They have, well. The know, thing about that four is, four two, I, I two. kind if of think, think that the, the division, Texans
1: are going to go like maybe one and five in the division. So I think that a lot of teams are going to go – I think all the other teams are going to go over 500 in the division or 3-3 three and three at least. So um, I just don't know if they have the consistency of a Titans or a Colts. But I do think that they'll be able to battle with those teams.
0: I would definitely say the – I think you're better off betting the over with the plus money. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I agree, Adam. I agree. I, I, a gun to head, though, I'd probably take the under just because – I mean, you do bring up a good a good point with the division. I just think there's more value on on them to win. I think if they, or, I mean, if they go you know, three think, and three in the
0: division, which I think is pretty likely, you're you know you're you're, you're saying there.
1: four out of they need to win four out of division Can games, and they play the Jets. I know Tommy, you like the Jets, but like, they, yeah. play, they play the Jets. They play the Bengals. They play the Falcons. You know, yep. uh, no easy wins in the NFL. But you know, they play the Broncos. They play the Dolphins. You know. There's some games in there that they can definitely win.
2: I'm, I'm I'm looking now to try and find even if I get if I let's give them the Jets. Um, you know Broncos, Cardinals, Bengals, uh, Dolphins, Seahawks,
1: Bills. Niners, I really like the beginning part of their fountains. schedule, and I love the Cardinals. But you play the Texans in Houston to start the year. Yeah. If you can start off with a win, then you get the Broncos. And the and the Cardinals both at home. Then you, then you go to Cincinnati. The then you get the Titans and Dolphins both at home. I just really think that that is a. Those are all manageable, winnable games. I can see them. I know it might sound crazy. I can see them winning four of those games and really surprising the NFL to start the year and going four and two, or three and three, um, and really kind of you know I don't know. I just don't think that's. I don't think that's crazy. Um.
2: Yeah, hey, I mean, after the Seahawks lost to the Giants last yeah. year at home, who's who's to say that the Jaguars don't go in go in there on Halloween and get a win? After I after I tease the Seahawks down, Cole McCoy. Um, yeah, Cole McCoy. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, I like I like that. you you're standing yep. you're standing up for what you believe in. I put my
1: flag on there. that one.
2: Uh, let's go. Uh, Let's go to the to Vegas Goliath, the Kansas City Chiefs. Twelve and a half is the line over plus one oh five under minus one hundred thirty eight. Plus money to, for the Chiefs to go thirteen and four at least. Yeah, um, I'd be on the over. I'd interesting. be on the over. I I would too. I would too, I think. Um, I haven't really dived into their schedule at all, but you know I mean the AFC I think is is competitive and tough. They're in a pretty a pretty good division, but I'm I'm pretty surprised that there's that much juice on the uh, yeah. Rundown. I
0: mean I'd be I would be shocked if the Chiefs did not win the AFC West. So like that's where I'm starting from. What's the what's the worst you could do to win the AFC West? Eleven and six? Like Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's two I wins. just think yeah. So you need two I, I, wins. that's I mean that's where I start from and then just kinda go from there. And the fact that you're gonna get plus money for the over is great with me.
2: Yep. Yep. You also have, you know, the Eagles out of division, a team that I'm I'm very low on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't
1: know. To make a devil's advocate case, it's like you got a target on your back. You have kind of historically like won too many games in the regular season.
0: Um, I just can. They see- also played with fire last year with their games. Like, yeah. So
1: yeah, they played with fire a little they bit. They were horrible I, against the, yeah, the only. The only thing horrible. that would worry me about this is that it, obviously it's the highest win total in the AFC. I know the Chiefs are the best team. But uh, you know, if if the buy is is becoming escapable to the Chiefs, if it, if it's seeming like they're not going to get that coveted buy, um, I could see this so, this yeah. team kind of checking out a little bit. I don't know, and just being like, hey, we're just gonna, as long as we get home field, we're gonna be good. But man, yeah, I don't know. I mean,
2: they lost two games last year. Games last year
1: yeah, right? I believe Again, so. Yeah, one
0: of them was with the
2: backups.
1: Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. All gas, no breaks for the Chiefs last year. I almost Maybe feel like the, that's baked into the line mentality. But yeah, too, I'm, I'm, right? I'm obviously I'm on the over here. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 totally comfortable with with thirteen and four. Just a really small margin for error uh, there. Let's.
2: There is. It, I think almost it might be even more value on taking an over 13 and a half and at, at maybe like plus 200 if you can find that or something like that. That, you know, gone 14 and three. Um, Chargers up next, same in the division. We're going down to Costa Mesa, the home of the Los Angeles Chargers down in Orange County. Nine and a half is the win total over plus 110, under minus 143. Um, what was the
0: line again? I missed it.
2: Nine oh, and a half under, with the over being under.
0: plus one ten, and the under minus. Under I mean again not going to take a minus one forty price on a, on a NFL wins total. I saw
1: one twenties today. Shop around, okay. Shop around. I saw a minus one twenties today.
0: To the yeah, under. I'd I'd feel good about that. Yep, I think I'm with you. Still Clint. a little bit, but um, tough division, rookie head coach. I think um, I don't know. Home field Herbert, no uh no fans.
1: Yeah, no. I want to make it clear so. that I'm definitely on the fade Chargers train. Not a big fan of of the, of the people anointing the Chargers as the clear number two in the division. Kind of the uh the the, the, the the Justin Herbert's kind of the darling of the NFL.
0: What have the Chargers done the last five ten years?
1: I mean, Nothing. they had a great Nothing. roster a few years ago and yes. kind of squandered it. Yep. In Foxborough.
2: Yeah, but I, you know, I think that I think you know a lot of it comes down down to it's Stanley a rough point. and uh, yeah, and and also
1: lost me five hundred uh, dollars in Foxborough. Well because,
2: yeah, I I remember I remember that was a tough one. It, it uh,
0: was it, it was done in the first quarter. It we, was done we in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, we well we should have known when the Ravens like came back. Uh, yeah, almost came Lamar. back on them with. With with flailing, Lamar with flailing looked like a high school Lamar. quarterback that got um, thrown
1: into the game.
2: Yeah, that was tough. well uh, let's let's stay in the present. And I guess I'll pro- I'm probably the highest on this Chargers team. I'm I mean, price aside, I don't I wouldn't comfortably bet them under nine and a half at minus one twenty just because they're ceiling. Uh, going back to our our you know our conversation with Trey Lance, it, it's hard for me to ignore uh, with the potential of this defense. With you know, I think. A potentially elite level defense we saw with the i i faded the rams last year kind of overlooking the the impact of aaron donald and jalen ramsey who who definitely but you know joey bosa and derwin james i think are, are pretty da- darn close to that that category if they're healthy those are two um elite players and yeah if they're healthy obviously but you know i think if the, if those guys can stay healthy and, and justin herbert even if he regresses a little bit i mean is still playing at a, a top 10 qb level with the mike williams and the keenan allens of the world um you know, clip your boy uh, Josh Palmer from Tennessee. You know, they, they've got some some nice weapons. Austin Eckler, obviously. So, uh, you know, I definitely think this is the second-best team in the division. Uh, and, if you know, if you had to make me bet on it, I'd probably take the plus money on this line at plus 110 for over I mean, wait, half, J- Justin Herbert really arguably something.
0: played, like, a top-ten quarterback last year. And what, they won five, six games? So you're saying they're going to win 10? Yeah, but Anthony, they're gonna Anthony win Lynn...
2: Anthony Lynn was their coach. I, I think it's it comes like a four-game bump. I think, uh, yeah, I think their defense also, is not yeah, th- their defense also was not very good last year. I think I think Derwin James is a pretty pretty darn good. I think we've kind of forgotten. I about think it's more Derwin likely
0: that good. Herbert and plays I'm worse than that he did fourth. last year. I agree. I'm with I'm you, class. Yeah,
2: I, I said I said even if he even if he were to regress, I still think this team could win. Okay, 10 but games. he played uh,
0: I, at a top ten level last year. What they won six. They went like six and ten. So he yeah, regresses. Totally. It's it's uh, but I, it, it's more likely that he regresses than plays better. I think and so, and, but I think yet it's they'll more win 10, that the win 10 and seven.
2: I think it's more likely that the team progresses than regresses. Up to because ten and seven. coming in as, as head coach. I mean, again, I'm not. If I, I'm not. I'm not taking under. You said you leaned to the minus over. One twenty. I definitely.
0: You said you leaned to the over, uh-huh. right? You, Okay. Yeah, I do into um, the,
2: the over, and especially at this price. If it was minus one ten both ways, I still probably. Let I me mean, just take a, the prices line, out of it. I would take it the, the prices out. It. I would set the line. I would probably I would set, the line, I would set the line at nine, though. I don't think this is like. I don't think it's an eight and a half. Like, I think it's pretty. It's pretty darn sharp. Um, find that one twenty, listeners. Looking, if you if you're still listening at this point, find that, one, find
0: that find that one twenty and hammer it.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah let's uh, let's uh, Let's let's stay in the division, again. Let's finish up the let's wrap up the AFC Line number two. Raiders. Ding ding
0: ding ding ding. Seven ding, and ding, a ding, half
1: ding.
2: is the line.
1: Uh, I got it at seven.
2: Si- seven in it- Lee, Come on. Let, let me let me let me let me say the prices <clears throat> first and then go ahead. All right. We have uh, seven and a half here, plus one fifteen to the over and minus one fifty four to the under.
1: Yeah. Over. Go ahead, Lee. Uh, well, to the earlier point about the Chargers, I think the Chargers are. Are right in there with the Broncos and the Raiders. These are three teams that are kind of hard to differentiate. Um, And you're seeing the Broncos at eight and a half, you're seeing the Chargers at nine and a half, and you're seeing the Raiders at seven and a half. Now, I found a seven for minus 105, which is a better deal than seven and a half for plus 115. I would take the seven over um, for the Raiders. I like the Raiders. I've always liked the Raiders in the John Gruden era. They let me down last year. I'm not gonna, you know, I got a short memory. Um, I obviously, you know, I'm above market on this wars. I'm above market on, the, on this team. I think John Gruden is the is is the second most proven coach in this division, obviously. Um I think that this is their first John Danner point here. He took the over at 7. Shout out John Danner. First season in Vegas, really, with fans. I think they're gonna. These fans are gonna be fired up. I think a lot of people are counting this team out because of how they finished last year. Um, and I still think they're gonna be a competitive team. I still think they got a bit of a chip. Um, they've got a quarterback who's got a high floor. Uh, I'm not saying they're gonna blow anyone away, but hey, seven for the push and and eight for for a, a win here. I'll take the over at seven and a half too, at plus one fifteen for the for the good love of this show here. Um, I think this is a Raiders team that's closer to five hundred. Than, than people think. And uh, I think that they're going to contest in the division this year. Um, and like I said, it comes down to me thinking that Raiders, Chargers, Broncos are all kind of in a similar boat. And the Raiders are by, by far have the low, they're two games below the Chargers. So I'll take the over on them. Um, I think the market's wrong on them.
0: I still think their floor is, like, lower than those two teams, though.
1: I would probably agree with that. I agree with, I agree with that
0: yeah, and part of me, part of me also wonders too. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I think people are factoring too much of the way that the Steelers ended their season into how they are viewing them going into this year. Um, I'm curious. Uh, maybe that's you know a little bit of hypocritical for me because I kind of think negatively on the Raiders, and I think a lot of that is because how I watched them collapse in December. Um, how much that plays into a wins total. Yeah, Lee, sure, do you
2: remember but... was it like minus one twenty five, the under seven?
1: Um I'm not sure. Prob- I was I was only looking at overs. It pro- I had it probably stars. Was in my around eyes. There.
2: I mean I yeah, I'd be potentially interested in that, uh, for the same reasons that you're you're interested in the overlay. I mean, I just think this is I I I got Denver and uh the Chargers a little more than
1: First year with fans and Allegiant, you think they're going to win six games? I just their defense, this team man. is not bad. That's it's six.
2: I, six their teams, teams is six bad, games. dude. I think their defense is really bad, and defense is trash. I, it's just like how much can their offense keep them in games and win games? I mean, and and I think uh, you know, I think both of the other teams have a significantly you know higher floor. I think this team's going to be worse than they were last year. Um, so, I'm you know. And, you know, and for the, a lot of the same reasons that you guys are fading for the Chargers at a higher number. I, I mean, you know, the division, like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I definitely could be wrong, but I like the push probability with, you know, a seven. I'm sure, Lee, you like it, too, giving that a little bit of insurance. Um, all right, let's 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 move on to, over to a team that uh, the Raiders had an embarrassing showing against, if I remember correctly, the Miami Dolphins. Um Miami Dolphins. The the win total is nine and a half. <laughs> oh, Over my plus God. 115, Under, under minus one hundred and fifty. Cleb, are you more comfortable? Are you more? I'll take it. The, uh, AFC? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take
0: Yeah, yeah. Take it. What
2: do you think the Dolphins' ceiling is? Ten wins?
0: It's, it's a, it's a, a free, it's a free fifty dollars. <laughs> do you think their free ceiling is dollars. ten
2: wins? Kind of.
0: If Tua starts all seventeen games, I think their ceiling is like what eight wins. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe I'm like way too low on Tua or whatever. But I, I just don't think their defense will be as good as it was last year, um, and they still like didn't make the playoffs even though Fitzpatrick was playing half their games and playing well. So
1: yeah, um, find a nine. Find a nine. And it, find it at even money, maybe minus 110, and take the under on nine. Uh, I'm laying the 150 on the on the under nine and a half here, 100%. Um, not bullish on this Dolphins team by any means. I think they overperformed last year. And I do not think I, – I think they're the
0: – I think the division is yeah, better Yeah, I think too. the
1: Patriots and the Bills are definitively better than they are. Um, so yeah. that's kind of where I stand 100%. on that.
2: Yeah, I think I'm probably a little higher on the Dolphins than you guys are, but um, I'm, there's no way I'm betting over nine and a half. Um, I, you know, I think this. Te- I think the defense is going to be good again. I think Brian Flores is a good coach. I think he gives them a certain floor, and I think Tua is going to be better. Uh, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be really, really good. I,
0: I think they'll. I think they'll finish third in but the how, division. How so shocked like, third place how would be, would be if seven. the
2: Dolphins were like better than the Patriots and won? you know,
0: I'd be shocked. I'd be yeah. pretty shocked.
2: I guess, I guess that's what I would be. I, I would be is. shocked. I mean, I'm not gonna.
0: it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be chiefs losing the AFC West level shock, but I would be like, wow, I was yeah. really wrong about that.
2: Uh, So yeah, like, I'll, 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 be, I'll so. be on the island gun to head. I'll take the over nine and a half at one plus plus one fifteen for, for the content. Let's, let's, and let's stick in the division and go to the Patriots nine and a half. Let's keep it right there. Uh, Vegas sees these two teams kind of similarly. The Patriots over 9.5 is plus 105, under 9.5 minus 138. So kind of similar uh, market for both of these teams. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I lean over. I don't feel like 10 wins is a lot. I mean, this team didn't really look good last year. They haven't exactly fixed their issues in terms of, like, wide receivers. Theoretically, they've gotten maybe even a little bit w- worse. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I just, I think the Patriots have a good season. I'll say they go ten and seven.
1: Yeah, I love the Patriots this year. That's been made pretty clear. Um, this is not the angle I would approach betting the Patriots this year, though. Um, I, I think that this number has been rattled a little too hard by, by uh, rowdy New Englanders. Um, You can find the Patriots to make the playoffs at plus 130. I think if this team wins 10 games, they're going to make the playoffs. I think that's a better bet. And then on MGM, you can find the Patriots to make the wild card in the playoffs. So you're basically parlaying the Patriots making the playoffs with the Bills winning the division. And that's plus 270. A lot of value out there to be had on this team if you like them. I would bet both of those things because as crazy as it may sound, and I know we were kind of all over the bills, I think that there's an outside shot the Patriots win this division, man. I think this is a team that can win like 12 games this year. Um, I think if the wheels start turning with this team and their quarterback, whoever that may be, is performing at a consistent level, there's not a lot of questions with this team. I think that they're going to be a well-oiled machine. I think they've got a really good defense. I think they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Nice little stable of running backs. None of them are crazy standouts, but I think they got a nice little room. Um, I think they're poised to uh, to avenge for 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 the disappointment last year.
2: Yeah, I uh, you know much like our, our conversation with Lance and, and Garoppolo. I mean, you know Cam Newton. Like, how long is Cam Newton going to start for? Um, and I'm not saying that Mac Jones. You know. I just think he gives this team a higher ceiling. We said that during the preview. I think, I, if I remember correctly, I think we all kind of thought that just because of what he can bring to the passing attack. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think if Cam Newton starts a majority of games, I don't think the Patriots are going to be very good, uh, to be honest. And that uncertainty kind of uh, rubs me the wrong way. And, I, and I'm not like, oh, if Mac Jones starts a majority of games, they're going to be really good. But I think the chances of them being, be- are, are being better is with Mac Jones, at least so they have somewhat of a, a vertical passing attack and a more efficient passing attack. Cause I just think Cam Newton's kind of cooked as a passer and maybe he'll, he'll prove me wrong, but there's just a little uncertainty uh, for me there. And and I'm, I'm kind of agnostic on both the dolphins and the Patriots. I think they both are kind of similar. You're, you're, you know, you're putting your faith into a
0: NFL Philistine, <laughs>
2: You're putting, you know, uh, you're, you're you're Tua making a leap, or or Cam Cam Newton and or Mac Jones making a leap. So
1: I just don't know how you can think that there's that big of a split between Mac Jones and Cam Newton, like that. There, this is a different football team, that different well, just, of a football it, team. It
2: comes from just the passing uh, ability.
1: Cam Newton's like supposed to be healthy yeah, now, he's, he's right? I mean, like he healthy wasn't healthy, healthy last Carolina. year.
2: Like I think his, I think that TJ Watt hit. Like he just hasn't been the same since that, and. You know, maybe I'm I'm uh, taking this a little too far, and it's uh, but it's just kind of what I've been seeing, and you know, he gave me a little hope.
1: I don't know. I would venture to say, with the way this team is coached and how good their defense is, and how good their offensive line is, like he doesn't need he just needs to be yeah, an efficient how passer. Was that last year, you know, um, Like,
2: they had a really good offensive line last year, uh, and their defense was.
1: Dude, they had like nine COVID. Yeah, but
2: like last still, year. I think this team was kind of a dead fish. Like. Their offense That's a big dead. deal. I mean, forget about the defense. It's more so the offense in Cam Newton.
1: They spent ninety million dollars in the free or, or whatever. Like they spent a bunch of money in the free agency. They brought in really key players this year. Yeah, like they, they went Cam out and Newton spent a is, lot of money. It's not last asset. year.
2: Like he 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 put. He they learned no from last year. Cam Newton puts no fear in me at all. And you
1: know, Bill Belichick. But, like, there's put only fear so much he can you can do.
2: Man. We saw it last year. Like I. I
1: I think there's a lot he can do. I think there's a lot he can do. Um,
2: I would do the same thing. I would. I would. You know, an under nine flat. I think is is interesting, and maybe even an under eight and a half. I mean, under eight and a half, even for me. I think the value for me is on the under. Um, I think they're good. I like. I think they're going to be a solid, a solid team. But I think they're just going to be one dimensional if Cam Newton is a starter for the majority of games. I mean, that's what we saw last year. I'm not going to think that he's going to make this leap that he hasn't made. Since he won the MVP in 2015, like he's been on a steady decline since then. Um, I just think the way that he's played is taking a toll on his body, and I think Mac Jones gives him more juice in the passing game, and I think that's the only way that this team is gonna, you know, put fear in me. Like you guys said on the Lions preview, it's a passing league, and Cam Newton can't pass the ball efficiently. He can't do that, so that's why I'm I'm failing to see a little bit of the ceiling with the Patriots. Let's wrap up the AFC East. The New York Jets six and a half to the over mi- plus 125 under minus 162 clep Holy under five crap. and a half under four and a half
0: just make the line just make yeah. the line five and a half you cowards 162 to the under um it's 162 yeah. so it's just like well, horrible clip, what about juice but
2: what about a five and a I half don't and believe in the jets half, at all like I guess. What do you think the Jets' ceiling is, and what do you what do you think? Well, how do you see them?
0: Ceiling to me would be five wins. I think yeah. their team is pretty horrible. I I I mean I think their team is is one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Like, uh, excuse me. Uh. I don't I don't I, I don't know like I don't know how much Salah can yeah, do in his fair. first year or whatever so. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, you're seeing the Texans at four and a half, the Lions at four and a half. I mean, even if you grant that the Jets are better, they're not two wins better than those teams. I'm not even going to acknowledge the 162. You can get it at minus 105 for the under for six on FanDuel. Um, if you really don't like the Jets, take them, take a shot on them. You know, it's moved from 10 to one to eight to one to have the worst record in the NFL. If you're going to flirt with a four and a half under, you may as well take a worse record in the NFL at like 8-1. to one. Uh, I don't know if I would do that necessarily, but I like the under at 6. I think their ceiling is 6 wins. We went over that in the AFC East preview. I don't, I don't really see this team winning 7 games. I, I'm not going to rule it out completely. I would be very humbled by that, though. I would be very humbled by that. I think a lot would have to go right for this team in this division. Uh, in order for them to win seven games, I don't think they win more than a game in division. Um, And I think that this game is circled on a lot of their opponents' calendars as a must-win game uh, in year one of a rebuild with a quarterback, a rookie quarterback who I'm not a fan of. Um, So I would lean to the under here, but try to find a better price.
2: Yeah, uh, I I mean, as much as I like this team, I, I think their ceiling is probably seven wins i mean maybe maybe eight wins if you know they that would be i think that's their absolute ceiling even as high as i am on wilson and the coaching staff uh i think you know the defense is bad i like the direction that the offense is going i think this can be a live offense like i said in the preview but um i don't know i mean for them to win plus 125 win seven games i think that's not enough uh that's not enough juice for me um be curious to see what the over six is, but even then, just not really something that I'm seeing a lot of value uh on. Steelers on a Pittsburgh. Lee, the Steelers line is at eight and a half over plus one oh five. And the under is blacked out right now on Fox Bet, but if you can see through it, it is minus one thirty-three. Um definitely, you know, don't as we've said. This theme of the show, not not trying to lay minus 133 on an under, but I'd be interested in a sealers under eight, uh, depending on, you know, what the price is, even, you know, on whatever that spectrum is. Uh,
1: 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. 17 years they haven't had a losing season. I'm not betting on them to do that this year. Say what you want about the offensive line. I mean, say what you want about Big Ben even. They're not – I don't think that this team is 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 as much of a laughing stock as the analytics community has made them out to be. I think they're gonna prove some people wrong this year. I think they I think they I'd put them right at nine wins, maybe ten. Um, I think that's more likely than things melting down this year and them winning seven games or even eight games. Um, I'm on the over here. The more I look at it, the more I like it. Yeah, I like the over and and, and plus money. Yeah, you're getting plus money for over 8.5. All they got to do is go 9-8. and I know the division's hard, but the Steelers are not an easy win for anyone in the NFL. So, um, really interested to see how they come out week one against the Bills. Um, I think a lot of people's minds will be changed about them if they can win that game in Buffalo. I think that would kind of turn a lot of people's opinions on their heads. Not saying it's going to happen necessarily, but that would be that would be something cool to see. Uh, I like the over here.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that's I think it's a good line. Um, all right, let's wrap up the AFC, boys. <laughs> Nine and a half.
0: This this will have to be the last line for me. I, I'm yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get the, 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 the NFC off. separately.
2: Oh, wow. Maybe all uh, this we could put it on the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> this episode. all right, boys, Tennessee Titans. Nine and a half is the win total. Over is even. Under is minus 125. Um, I'm definitely on the under here. Uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit lower on this team. It's not, you know, something I'm going to rush to the window to place at minus 125. I'd uh, be curious to see what an under nine is. But then again, the division is soft. Um, I still think I like the Colts more than them. Um, oh, speaking of, we the Colts did not have a win total up. Uh, I just realized that. Uh, we never got to them, but I, I like the, the Colts more than the Titans. Um, we'll see, you know, what happens with Wentz and the injuries. It's, it seems to be looking a little optimistic, but who knows with that. I, I think that Arthur Smith is going to have an impact on this offense, and I think this defense isn't very good. Um, and I think Vrabel can only do so much with this team to take them to, uh, you know, that next level and be a 10-11 win team. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that.
1: Yeah, this is just a pure stay away from me. Tommy, I agree with you. I like the Colts more. I will go out on a personal note and say uh, the Colts price is set at 9, and it's even to the over, or 8.5, and, and it's like minus 150 to the over. I was fortunate enough to find a minus 120. I shared that with you guys the other day. That line is now taken down. Um, I don't think the Titans are a win better than the Colts. I don't care if once is out even for four or five weeks. Um, I still think that's a Colts team that's going to compete down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Concerned about the Titans secondary, uh, concerned about, uh, you know, just what this team's ceiling is really, um, concerned about the health of Julio Jones, concerned a little bit about the tread of Derrick Henry somewhat. I know that guy's a machine, but a lot of carries, um, yeah, like I said, staying away, but if I had to take a number here, I, I would I would lean to the under considering the fact that I like the Jags a lot and I like the Colts a lot. So uh, I would lean to the under here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean to the over. The Titans have been one of my more, uh, revisions from the divisional previews. Uh, it was pretty close for me for them and the Colts. And with the Wentz questions and in the health, um, I think uh, him being out even a couple of weeks, um, I guess – Going against what Lee was saying, I think if Wentz misses four or five games, I think that's going to be plenty of, of game for um, the Titans to, to just win the division. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll win the division at 9-8. and eight. Uh, But the Colts' starting schedule is pretty rough, too. Uh, we went back and looked at that, um, Tommy and I did, um, on the, the lost tapes. So uh, I think if, if Wentz is out the first month of the season, that's definitely going to be enough of a head start for for tennessee despite their flaws which which i agree with what you guys are talking about with defense being bad uh arthur smith being gone but uh i'd lean titans and i'd lean over
2: well boys that wraps up this portion um Yeah. yeah i think should we just save save this and just do the nfc at some point and just add it on Alright, ladies and gentlemen, part two of the Wind Totals podcast is back. Minus Adam Klepp, who is
1: currently in the heart of Mississippi yeah, he right now, if I'm correct, right? Big Lee. Klepp taking a nice road trip. He's he's a traveling man. And I'm sure I don't know, I'm sure you know, he'll be able to at least share some of his more, you know, solidified opinions about Wind Totals on the season preview podcast we'll do within the next couple weeks. So um, this is just a Murray Bros. special here. We we always find ourselves doing the Murray Bros. win totals at some point. At some point, it's usually a two-man job. So, yep. happy to get after it. We finished the AFC, and now we're going to head into the NFC here. Should we...
2: Do you have any... uh you want to bring back a little baller, faller, holler from the first two weeks of preseason? Oh, man. Any on the man. fly? Maybe, guys, you want to yeah, shout out? Actually, I have cuts? been watching
1: a good amount preseason football i baller faller holler i just want to shout out a couple guys that i think look good and then a couple guys that i didn't think shout good. Out, shout some guys i'll out. start with jacob eason um was really impressed by him in the carolina game doesn't have great like pocket awareness took some really bad sacks needs to secure the ball better in the pocket but man when he was like in a bit of a groove he looked really good he throws the ball really well he's got He's got an NFL arm, undoubtedly. He's a really big guy. I just still think he has potential to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, It's going to take him a little bit of time. I think he's kind of like an immature player for the most part. He's got a lot of room to grow. But, I mean, all the intangibles, I guess, or the physical tools are there. Um, And I think that I really would like to see him kind of just, like, stay in Indy. And, you know, maybe when Wentz sours in, like, even ideally with Wentz, like if he's good for like five or six years, and Easton can start when he's like twenty eight or or twenty seven, kind of like a Rodgers thing. Um, I don't know if they're willing to kind of let him stew for that long, but I just think this is a I just think this is a guy with Why some not? serious physical tools. Kind of reminded me of a poor man's Matthew Stafford in college. Um, I can I can see him being a solid NFL starter. I don't know what the ceiling is there, but I just was really impressed by the way he looked in the preseason. Um, yeah.
2: I, I just wanted to say something real quick, too, because um, I wanted to shout – I did not watch – Carolina, Carolina, What game Carolina, were you up the yeah. Carolina game? Was that the most – It was, was the that, first game. Was that the first or the second That was the first game, right? Yeah, I wanted to shout out Sam, Sam Ellinger. He threw two picks man. yesterday. Sam Ellinger uh, – Yeah, he, he threw he did two Yesterday, picks. I did not catch – I only saw the early – window uh yesterday all right so but i'll i'll shout him out from week one because in the second half of that game after eason was taken out um ellinger it, it kind of was the epitome of what i think he can offer at the nfl level um and i and lee i know you like ellinger too i i just i saw the poise i saw him just making plays just just playing football a little bit and i think he is a very high he has the potential to be at least a very high level uh mm-hmm. backup. You know, a, a nice a nice quarterback handcuff who is kind of like a poor man's Jalen Hurts. It's kind of what I said, and I and I kind of see him as on the lower end of the Jalen Hurts spectrum. And um, I saw the I saw the poise in that second half against uh, Carolina. I don't even remember who they played. Yeah, no, yeah, it was no, Carolina. It's Jeez, sorry about
1: um, that. Another shout out I want to give is AJ Dillon and Kylan Hill, two running backs for Green Bay. Both looked really good. I mean, Dylan specifically just kind of, I think he he averaged like seven and a half yards a carry against the Jets yesterday. Kylan Hill had like a nice little tough 12-yard touchdown run. I've kind of given Kylan Hill a tough time since, you know, kind of just attitude-wise at Mississippi State. Didn't really know if it would all work for him in Green Bay. But this is a guy who's like really talented and I think is for sure the number three running back in in Green Bay. God forbid an injury happens. I just think Green Bay is really prepared um, in that running back room. Uh, And then past that, man, i got to give a shout-out to Mitch Trubisky, too. I, I mean, and Brian Dable. Yeah. yeah maybe, like,
2: maybe Brian Dable, yeah. Just the game maybe, plan, maybe the play Dable. calling,
1: the flow. Trubisky executed it really well. They just really kind of pieced yeah. that starting defense for Chicago up, you know, and down the line as well. So I think I've covered most of the bases. If I think of anyone else, I'll definitely uh, say something.
2: Yeah, um I was gonna uh, I was gonna shout out Khalil Herbert, who I mentioned made the bold take that I think he's gonna have a better career than Damian Williams. And I, I think Lee you gotta be shaking your boots a little bit watching some second half Bears action, Khalil Herbert playing against the Bills. Yeah, well, he,
1: he had a nice touchdown run. I don't, what, well I don't know where I don't know what the else he did. Two
2: weeks of the preseason. He's 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 had two very strong showings in their first uh, you know, in week week one of the preseason. Had some nice runs, averaging around six yards a carry. Uh, and, and also, I wanted to mention if I could beat the, the running back, the, uh, the infamous running back don't matter kind of philosophy. That I think what you said with, with A.J. Dillon and Kylin Hill is a lot of the reasons why you'd rather, you know, something that we, I think we all kind of talked about uh, throughout the offseason was them, you know, kind of basically choosing Aaron Jones over mm-hmm. Corey Lindsley. And I think, you know, you, you keep Corey Lindsley, you're able to roll with A.J. Dillon, obviously, who was more of a known known at that time. But you're able to get Kylan Hill, who's a guy that I remember Lee texting you about him about a year ago. After that, uh, they played LSU week one last year, right? And uh, and he and he was really impressive. And I remember talking to you about him. And then before you knew it, I think that I that's the only so. game he played, right? Yeah, I mean, he was maybe he played the first half of the other game or something like that. But he was pretty much he was pretty much dust in the wind yeah. after that. So. And then
1: uh, quick shout out to Pat Pat Fryermuth, two touchdowns against the Lions yesterday. Yep. This guy's just better than Eric Ebron, I think. Um, so yeah, that's easily. I think that pretty much covers it as far as the guys that really stood out to me. Um, but yeah, looking forward. To, I mean, the season's getting closer. Really excited. It's kind of tired of the preseason already, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm tired of it as well. Um, alrighty, let's uh, let's get to these yep. NFC win totals. Uh, and let's go to uh, a bet that I think Lee, I definitely think we both won. I think maybe this was a, a brain trust bet with Klep. Uh, alphabetically, we're starting in Arizona with the Cardinals. Uh, I, I believe this line has moved. This is why you know I still haven't, I still never went back and listened to it, so I don't really know what mm-hmm. our uh, what our positions were. But Arizona Cardinals at eight and a half over, eight and a half is plus one ten, under eight and a half is minus one thirty eight. Um, maybe the line hasn't moved that much now that I now that I look at it, but I mean, this is. I definitely would take the over the plus money with Arizona. Um, The only thing that is holding me up is Cliff Kingsbury in the division. Ultimately, Um, I think I think I've represented my position on Arizona pretty well since they drafted Kyler, um, who who I thought was a you know generational talent. I know Lee and I both were equally high on him. Um, But I, this division, I believe has you know. Two top five teams easily in the NFC in San Francisco and in LA in my opinion, and then Seattle. Wall. I'm waiting on them to have a little bit of a of a regression year. They seem to always kind of succeed in the face of that with Russell Wilson in their passing attack, and now getting a new, uh, you know, this Shane Waldron from from the Rams potentially upgrading the offensive coordinator. Uh, so this is something that I don't really feel confident about. I I want to. You know, back Arizona going into this year, but I still think that, you know, I saw someone tweet. I, I look forward to seeing Brian Dable in Arizona. Olin Cruz. And, and I kind of would love to. See. Yep. Olin Chris yep. is that what he said? Was that him who tweeted that? And that's, I mean, that would be awesome. I think that just kind of is where the the ceiling of this. A guy like that can really open up the ceiling of this team, and I, I'm sure you kind of feel the same way, Lee. But maybe we feel different about about Cliff. But I think it kind of starts with
1: him. Um, yeah.
2: and the division obviously. So I'm not yeah I take the over, but I like Cliff more than you do. But
1: I mean, God, t- t- Brian Dable. I mean that obviously gets me really excited, and I think that that could be in the best interest of the franchise for sure. I'm not going to sit here and try to say that I think Cliff Kingsbury is a, could be a better head coach than Brian Dable. I mean, I think the world of Brian Dable. I've got the Tom Murray, Tommy Murray, Kyle Shanahan disease with Brian Dable. I think it's just I think that's just a guy who. Yeah. I went as far as to say, like, I think the Bills could make the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky starting as their quarterback. Like, I still think they could win like nine games and be a competitive team because I just think Brian Dable, their defense is really good. McDermott's a defensive head coach. Leslie Fra- Frazier, obviously, a great defensive coordinator. And Brian Dable just, man, handles that offense really well. Their offensive line moves people. They got some solid running backs. It's a really well rounded team. But, uh, in regards to Arizona, man, I can't get with this bet. If I had to make the bet, I'd take the over because I do believe in the Cardinals' potential this year. I'm not going to bet against them. I've kind of been banging my fist on the table for the Cardinals for a while since since Kyler's been the quarterback. But I do totally acknowledge the downside. I do totally acknowledge the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is probably a top-five candidate to get fired considering the division, considering um, you know the schedule. Um the direction I took with this, and I'll share this with the listeners, is I put a, a half unit on the Cardinals to get a wild card berth in the NFC, and that was plus 325. So I think that's kind of more the angle that I would approach with this, because I think if this team can win over eight and a half games, so we're talking nine plus, then that puts them right in the conversation to get a wild card berth. We know that. I know there's an extra game in the year, but the Bears made a wild card in the NFC last year with eight wins. Um, at 500, I think that this is a team that absolutely will be in that conversation. I think the NFC West is going to birth three playoff teams. I think that's almost uh, a given. Just, just you know, with the way things are shaping up in that division, talent-wise, kind of like you alluded to. So that's kind of the approach I would take. Is like I just think there's a lot more value in betting on the Cardinals to get a wild card. Maybe you get burned if they completely outperform all of our expectations and win the division. I, I guess there's a chance that happens. Um, but I just think the chance of that happening is pretty low. I think all three teams uh, right now have like are like better franchises than Arizona. Uh, they probably have better coaches. Uh, they all have really, really good quarterbacks, except for San Francisco maybe. Just But still, San Francisco has the potential to have really good quarterback play. But even L.A. and Seattle, we're talking two top 10 quarterbacks, in my opinion. San Francisco, we're talking arguably one of the best offensive minds in football. L.A., we're talking arguably one of the best offensive minds in football. So the question for me is, like, how much weight can Kyler carry? And Kyler, as much as we like to talk about him being elite, you know, he's not necessarily proven he can be a consistent, consistently elite quarterback in the NFL. I still think that there's a lot more meat on the bone with him as a passer. I think he'll be the first one to acknowledge that. So if you can take that leap this year, getting bringing in guys like A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, obviously D-Hop coming back, uh, fixing up the offensive line a little bit. This team's geared up to win games. It just comes down to how many division games can they win and can Kyler be a consistent passer. And I just think, like I said, the value lies on betting on them as a wild card berth over betting on them with the win total.
2: Yeah, Lee, I think that's, I think that's a great take. Uh, did you did you end up betting on Rondell Moore? No, I did
1: not. Uh, I did not. The, uh, the only prop I've taken is the Hawkinson over five. It wasn't four; it was over five.
2: It was yeah. It was, yeah that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and that Rondell line, uh, Moore line, I'm sure. I mean, it did move after you initially first texted me. At least, I think I, the last time I saw it before preseason was around six. I think he's going to be the number two. Um, there, I think man. we're kind of seeing. Oh, easily. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I've seen some people point to the fact that he's kind of in the Fitz role where they, they threw Fitz mm-hmm. a lot of like bubble screens and, you know, just kind of, kind of, and, you know, Fitz was, that kind of shouldn't have been his role. I mean, obviously he's a guy who looks like he's going to retire. He was on the back end of his career. Um, and Rondo Moore, I mean, we, we both wax poetic about him throughout the, throughout the year. So definitely excited about that connection. Uh, let's move on to Atlanta, Lee. I know I know you probably have strong feelings about this. Uh, the line is 7.5. The over is minus 143. The under is plus 110. This is a line that surely has moved since we last talked about it. I know that a lot of uh, quote unquote sharps uh, are, are fans of this team going over 7.5 wins this year. Uh, and, you know, the line shows it. I, I, I want to say it was at, you know, my, around minus 120, maybe when we were talking about it, a little closer to even potentially. Um, this is one that I don't really feel confident about either i don't know if we talked about this the last time i don't know if i feel like we have talked about this maybe off off air before but i think one of atlanta or carolina is is going to kind of surpass the, that seven and a half mark win total um i kind of i like carolina more i like what they've got cooking a little bit more but also big fan of arthur smith uh and what he potentially could do to maybe an offense that i think or a team that might have a little bit higher of a floor uh than carolina with with matt ryan um but yeah not really i think i would never lay minus 143 obviously but you know potentially to, i am I'm, I'm trying i think i'm gonna lean the over on here i don't really i'm not really interested in betting an under um on this team i mean i think lee will probably make the case for it and, and i i can see it but i i don't really probably yeah. feel as confident as you so yeah. um
1: yeah, I what bet I this, man. I bet the way. under at plus 125, 7.5. Yeah. I'm supremely confident in this. Um, I think this is the worst team in the division. I think they have the worst. I think they have a bad offensive line. I think Matt Ryan is far past his prime. He's getting sacked, I think, on average, close to 40 times a year the past three or four years. They haven't really done much to improve the offensive line. I like the hiring of Arthur Smith, but I really think it can only take you so far. Uh, I think there's going to be too much weight on Calvin Ridley's shoulders. I think he's going to have a good year, but. Losing Julio, I think, is a big deal. I know he hasn't been healthy, but it's not like Atlanta's necessarily been a very good team when he hasn't been healthy. Um, I think there's too much weight on Kyle Pitt's shoulders. I think he's a really good player, but just this defense is average at best, I think. Um, you got a first-year head coach, a quarterback yeah, who's past his prime. I think Carolina's better. I think New Orleans is better. I obviously think Tampa Bay is better. Um, and I just think this is an Atlanta team that is kind of in a quasi-rebuild right now without even knowing it. Um, that's why I was kind of banging my fist on the table for them to take a quarterback uh, in the first round with their, with their early pick or get aggressive and try to maybe move up and get a quarterback. They could have gotten fields. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, this is not a team I'm, I'm just going to continue to fade the Falcons. I I don't see why people are investing in this team. They haven't really proven much since Kyle Shanahan has left. Um, I don't think Dan Quinn was like a great head coach, but like I said, Arthur Smith, the first-year head coach, not in love with the coaching staff. They've been absolutely abysmal in preseason, for what it's worth. I know these are backups playing, but they've been like the most clear fade in the preseason. I just think this team has way more kinks to work out than people are giving them credit for. Um, I can't even think of like outside of Grady Jarrett, like any players on their defense that like really moved the needle for me. I guess Deion Jones is like a solid player. A.J. Terrell showed some flash last year. A lot of youth in that defense. Uh, for you, said Olukun was like solid, but I just don't think this is a team that's going to go over 500 in the division. I think three and three is their ceiling in the division. I think they end up ultimately getting beat up. I think this comes down to who do you think is better, Carolina or Atlanta? And for me, it's Carolina, and I think Atlanta ends up winning. I think that the bottom could fall out under this team. Especially, and I know this is the case with a lot of teams, if Matt Ryan gets hurt, they probably have the worst backup quarterback situation in the NFL now that A.J. McCarron's been injured. Felipe Franks is their backup. That's a guy who probably wouldn't make a lot of rosters in the NFL. I don't even know if he'll make the Falcons roster after they sign somebody inevitably. But uh, with how many times Matt Ryan's been getting sacked, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I just don't really think that they've done much to improve the offensive line. Not that the running backs matter that much, but like, not in love with like. I think Mike Davis is solid. I don't think I think a lot of what he did was schematics with Carolina and them just putting him in a position to be good and him executing well. I don't think he's a guy you can like give a heavy workload to uh, without having like a relatively intuitive offensive mind. I know Arthur Smith is, but he's had the luxury of having Derrick Henry uh, throughout his play calling career. So I just think that this Falcons team. I do not think this team is going to succeed again with Matt Ryan, and by succeed, I mean go over five hundred. I think those days are over, and I think this is kind yeah. of the year of reckoning where people realize that that's the reality because we've been seeing a lot of seven and nine, and last year it was seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, and then four and twelve last year. So I do not see a, an eight win or eight or more win season here, and I think the fact that you're getting plus money on the under um, is is you know I think that's a that's a good deal.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I pretty much agree with with everything you're saying. Um, I'm probably a little higher on on Arthur Smith. I and you know I think I'm, I was just really impressed by what he did in Tennessee. That doesn't really mean that he's potentially going to be a really good head coach. I mean he seems like a seems like a cool guy and and was a good offensive play caller. But that you know and I think it really just comes down to Matt Ryan and what you know how good you think he is. And I think if he is you know a top fifteen quarterback, you know on that twelve to fifteen range or ten to fifteen range. I think this is a team that can be a little frisky. Like they've been, I feel like the last two years, like towards the end of the season, they like beat the Niners when the Niners went to the Super Bowl that year. Um, And and we're a bit of a frisky team, but I mean, Lee, I think you make a really good case. I mean, this defense has been pretty abysmal. Um, Don't see how they're going to be better this year than they were last year. And you're, you're right about a lot of pressure on a lot of offensive playmakers. I think a lot of it, it just comes down to Arthur Smith and, and Matt Ryan and, I think yeah. a good case for that. I just it's just
1: me being below um, market because it's like they don't have that hard of a schedule. Yeah. But I just think this is a team like you like the Jets. Like I think this is a team the Jets could beat in Atlanta. Like I don't think that's I, like I think that's could that could be a Jets win. I think the Eagles could beat them Week One. I think they're going to have trouble going to play the Giants in New York. I think they're going to have trouble playing the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Like I just do not think this team is above those wins. I think they're going to have to grind for those wins. Well, and ultimately I just think that they're the worst team in the division and I don't even like the division that much. I'm low on the Saints this year too. We'll get there, you yeah. know, in a little bit, but just really not a team that, yeah. you know, like I said, I just think it comes down to the fact that and people don't realize this is a rebuild, man. I, this is not a playoff team in my opinion. So, I don't see them in that in that network. Yeah.
2: And before before we move on to Chicago, uh, maybe a nice little segue I think if if you are rightly, then, you know, obviously they'll probably have, you know, potentially another top 10 pick, but them passing on fields for even a a generational talent like Kyle Pitts, I think could age really well if Matt, and and the whole reason I feel like, you know, we, I think we all kind of wanted them to take a quarterback, but they put more money, they gave Matt Ryan more money and pushed more money down, you know, seemingly extending his window in Atlanta. So uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Let's go on over to Chicago where Justin Fields was selected. Uh, and, and the Chicago Bears have a win total of seven and a half. The over is minus 105. The under is minus 120. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of made a, a... I seem to be a little bit of the highest on the Bears, especially in reference to the Vikings when we did our NFC North preview. And, and you know, I, I see the upside with Fields potentially taking over. Um, but, I mean, this is, this is a team that I kind of... You know, Matt Nagy, don't know really how much he moves the needle for me. I think the offensive line, like we've talked about in the preview, is bad. Um, division, you know, I mean, I could see a world where they're better than the Vikings. I think, you know, I probably would take the over just because I think this is an, like I basically to reiterate meant the thing that I said in the, in the NFC North preview, I think this is a defense who's been stingy. Yes, they're aging, but I still think that, you know, they have good players on their team. I, mean, I don't know. Their defense probably will be worse next year. But outside of really their secondary, I think they have a really nice front seven. Obviously, Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson probably the only, you know, players of note in the secondary. But I think this is a team that could be frisky, especially with a quarterback like Fields, who I think we've seen in the preseason. It's not really surprising, at least, you know, I, you know what he's doing um, with his legs. I think that's just going to be huge for being able to keep that team in games. Uh, still would like, you know, I think they're, and, and you know, they, hey, he can take advantage of some of the good weapons they have there. So, not really rushing the window for this one either, but I would take it. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm on the
1: under. There, so. I wouldn't bet it just because it, it's a good price, but uh, I think a lot more can go wrong than can go right for Chicago this year. I think Andy Dalton will be starting. This is a team with the top five hardest schedule in the NFL. I, I said it on the NFC North pod. I think this team is closer to the Lions than they are to the Vikings. I think they have the worst offensive line in the NFL. I think they have one legitimate playmaker at receiver, and Allen Robinson on the offense. I think Andy Dalton's going to start for at least four weeks. And when Justin Fields does start, he can maybe like strong arm his way to getting a couple wins for them. But he's still a rookie quarterback who's probably going to be re- relying on his legs more than he should, taking more hits than he should, based on the way this offensive line is playing. I think the defense is overrated and aging. Uh, I saw Jalen Johnson get cooked by Jake Kumaro on two separate occasions in the preseason game. I think he's a really good player, but I don't necessarily think he's a bona fide cornerback one right now. I still think he's a young player who's kind of finding his game. Um, Definitely think there are some pieces on this defense, but man, Akeem Hicks is getting older. He's been injured a lot. Khalil Mack, we haven't seen him play at that elite level in a little while. I don't think he can't, but... You're going to need more than that if you want to win eight or nine games. Um, I think Matt Nagy is a bad coach, man. I think he's a bad coach. I, maybe I'm putting too much stock into this preseason yeah. blowout, but there was no flow from a play-calling standpoint. Andy Dalton looks terrible. I think Andy Dalton like left his competency in Cincinnati. Uh, I expected him to be way better with yeah. Dallas last year. He was really disappointing. Um, yeah. I do not think he's a good quarterback. And then even if field starts... like. That's the one caveat why I'm not like hammering this under is like because Fields could start and I could see Fields like strong arming them, like I said. But I just think, man, th- this we know how I've- this NFC North schedule is going, man. They play the NFC West, they play the AFC North. You're going to play Green Bay twice, you're going to play Minnesota twice. They're not be- beating the Lions twice this year. And even if they do, even if you give them the two charity wins against the Lions and, and their charity win against Cincinnati, their schedule is hard, man. You're playing Tampa Bay this year. You're playing, like I said, the NFC West. You're playing Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. It's a really hard schedule. I think Nagy gets fired after this year, and I think the Bears need to do a lot to that offensive line to to fix things up now that Tevin Jenkins isn't going to be playing.
2: What about? I wonder what Nagy's price is for first coach fired. Because I think uh, I think that even might be maybe for you yeah. at least, kind of what you're. Uh, you're alluding to if Dalton starts for like he does, and the team is flat, and you know Ryan Pace is trying to save his job. Um, I kind of want to take it back to uh, our our conversation for a couple days ago, which our listeners just listened to with the Trey Lance Jimmy Garoppolo situation. How similar do you think this? Do you, I mean one? Do you think Fields? Yeah, should I start absolutely week think one?
1: Fields should start week one. Okay. I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Andy Dalton and i think the chicago bears are markedly mm-hmm. worse than the san francisco 49ers and i think that you like the only reason to start andy dalton would be to protect justin fields that would be the only explanation that i could understand but in my opinion it's like fields is a big boy you want to see what you got out of him um and i think i think that the bears like i think fields has the top end potential to like lift the bears up as a team where, like, I think the 49ers are going to be good regardless of who's playing quarterback. I think the 49ers have the luxury of sitting Trey Lance, who has less experience than Justin Fields. Let's not, like, not acknowledge that. I think Trey Lance, he, I ranked him higher, but he has less experience than Fields. And the 49ers just have, is such a comfortable situation where they can have the luxury of using Trey Lance however they want and having him as an insurance, insurance policy for Garoppolo and, and, and working long term with Lance. Whereas the Bears have a win-now roster, as bad as I think it is, it's a win-now roster. Allen Robinson's not getting any younger. Khalil Mack's not getting any younger. Akeem Hicks, like I said, um, so I just think that, especially because the, the division is also potentially exploitable in a way that the NFC West isn't. Like I like Minnesota, but I'm not gonna sit here and say Minnesota is like gonna be an 11-win team this year. No doubt about it. Like Cousins is still their quarterback. They were a bad team last year. The Bears. If, if Fields can play to a legitimate elite potential as a rookie, which I don't think is super realistic, but it's more realistic than Dalton playing well, um, the Bears could contest for a playoff spot. I'm not going to rule that out. I just think from where the franchise is at right now, I'm I'm sell on the Bears. I just don't. I think they're poorly coached and they have a and yeah. they have a bottom two offensive line in the NFL, maybe the worst offensive line in the NFL. So I just do not think that this is a team I want to invest in a positive way whatsoever because all of that is basically just investing on the fact that Fields is just going to ball out. And I just don't really want to do that.
2: Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, Let's move on to Carolina. We teased them kind of in the Atlanta preview. The line 7.5. Over is even. Under is minus 133. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I kind of teased it. In Atlanta, I'm sure Lee, you feel the same way. I like the over with Carolina this year. Um, I guess they don't really have as high of uh, a floor as a lot of other teams, most people would say. And I mean, obviously, I think it just kind of comes down to us, uh, especially being higher on Sam Darnold and market, uh, especially Sam Darnold in this offense with Joe Brady, with the offensive weapons that they have. Carolina was a team last year that was a great team to bet on, take the points with, because they were they were kind of live. Their offense was live at any point. They backdoored a lot of teams, um, you know, throughout the year with with Teddy B last year. And I think Walt Darnold, you know, if I'm if I'm being fair, I think you know, yeah, potentially, you know, the the blowout factor is bigger with him than it is with Teddy B. But I think the ceiling is just so much higher with this team, especially Brady going into another year with this offense, even more comfortable after his first year as a, a play caller in the NFL. Um, and then I think this defense is, is kind of live and good. I mean, Lee, I, I, I'm sure you're just going to agree with me so you can kind of hop. Yeah, I the
1: think they're better know. at every position except for offensive yeah. line than the Falcons. Like, I think offensive line is a wash. Yeah. They're better at every position, and they're one year further in the rebuild. And they have their win totals the same, but you get more juice to the over. I just think Carolina is an easier team to invest in. Obviously, we're above market on Darnold. I think Sam Darnold at this juncture in his career is better than Matt Ryan. I don't know how much of a di- difference there is. I think there could be a big difference this year. I think I, I'm not going to be shocked at all this year if we're looking back on the season and saying, "Man, yeah, Sam Darnold's better than Matt Ryan for sure." Um, even if yeah. Sam Darnold and Matt Ryan are like a net equal, the Panthers are still better than the Falcons. Like they have better receivers, they have yeah. more depth. They they're like they, I said, they're a year further in the rebuild. Yeah. I like this Panthers defense, man. I,
2: I was just about to say, too, even if you were to like grant someone who's really high on Atlanta that Atlanta's offense, like even if you say Art Smith and, and Matt Ryan are going to be better than Sam Darnold and Joe Brady, and even though they're not as deep at offensive positions, Calvin Ridley and Pitts are going to go nuclear, and, and they're going to, to be a better offense, I was just about to say, man, like especially going into year two for, for the, the Derrick Browns and the Jeremy Chins of the world, but you're looking at that D-line, you've got uh, Brian Burns, who might be, I mean, he's kind of getting the love now, but definitely is one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Uh, Derek Brown, who we all were high on. And then you got Shaq Thompson and, and Jeremy Chin kind of at the second level playing linebacker. And then now J.C. Horn and a guy like Dante Jackson, the, the potential of J.C. Horn too, probably will have some bumps and bruises. But uh, kind of, you know, uh, this defense does get me excited. I think Matt Rule is,
1: is, well, yeah, is a yeah good dude, coach. And like, they have a really, you know, not to interrupt you, but Brady. like the depth too, like, you have Denzel Perryman as a depth yeah. linebacker. You have Etur Grossmatos as a depth edge rusher, which who's a second-year player who I like a lot. You drafted Davion Nixon. Obviously, Derek Brown was awesome. You went out and got DaQuan Jones, Bravion Roy. There are just names on this defense where it's like there's just more to invest in here than there is in Atlanta. And I mean, yeah, I I am I'm. Uh, I'm all in on the Panthers' offense this year, man. I think the Panthers' offense is probably going to go through some bumps and bruises early, but I think once they get the ball rolling a little bit, this is going to be Sam Darnold's first year outside of an Adam Gase offense. I just have a hard time believing he's not going to have the best year of his career. Now, that's not saying much, but if he can limit his turnovers, which has been the problem for him, this can be a team that can can compete for... I see a much more realistic shot of them competing for a playoff spot than Atlanta. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the bottom line is they're... Carolina addressed the rebuild last year. They said, we're going to rebuild. This is year one of the rebuild. Teddy Bridgewater is a gap quarterback. Now they kind of are continuing that rebuild and saying, hey, we've got Sam Darnold. If we if Sam Darnold fails, we'll draft a quarterback. If he succeeds, great. He's 25 years old and we have our quarterback of the future who was drafted top five you know, four years ago. Um, I really like the way they're approaching it. I like Matt Rule as a head coach. I like Joe Brady as a play caller. I love the receivers. Um, I think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are great options, and yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see if the offensive line is going to implode. Dan Arnold, Dan yeah, Arnold, Christian McCaffrey coming back is obviously going to do wonders for their offense. So yeah, I just think this is a team that is going. Terrace Marshall, Terrace yeah, Marshall, this is a team that's going preseason. to take a step forward this year, um, without a doubt in my mind.
2: Yeah.
1: What did yeah. they win? Did they win five or six uh, games last year?
2: On- I want to say I would assume six because they were the eighth pick. Um,
1: They were in a lot of close games too, man. Like you said, this is a scrappy team, man. Yeah, five and eleven. So I think I, I think that the I think it's realistic for them to get with the added game and adjust like a three win adjustment. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. I think anything less would kind of be a disappointment.
2: Yep, I like that um Dallas Cowboys the line is nine and a half uh over is minus 105 under is minus 125 I mean I I like the over here um I'm gonna die I'm gonna die in the Cowboys hill for for another year um Mike McCarthy you know there's a lot not to like I think with him but also I'm I'm not gonna completely damn him after last year losing his quarterback I think Dak's going to be healthy throughout the year. I, I think there's a lot of conflicting reports we, we saw come out over the past couple days, um, and if Dak is healthy for, for 17 games, I think this is definitely a playoff team. And with the extra game, I think this is a team who, who I think with Dak, their floor should be 10 and seven. Um, you know, even if the defense is as bad as they were last year. I would just like to think this offense is just going to be a lot for teams to handle. And I think this team has a pretty relatively easy schedule. Obviously you open up against the bucks, but then you have a lot of teams that they should beat or, you know, uh, you know, the chargers, the, you know, playing the Eagles after that. Panthers, a team we just talked about giants, Patriots, Vikings, Broncos, Falcons. Then you have the chiefs, but you know, Raiders, saints, uh, football team, giants, football team, Cardinals, Eagles. So, Outside of the Chiefs and the and the Bucks, those are teams that they should be in every single one of those games. Um, I'm not super confident about this. I'm not going to bet it because I can see the bottom falling out with this team, too, just with McCarthy. And, you know, maybe Dak is not as healthy as uh, I'm, I'm kind of assuming he will be. And, and, you know, they lose to a lot of these teams where they're kind of relative coin flip games. But I think of all those games that I just rattled off, I think the Cowboys are going to be a favorite in a lot of them. Um, and this is a team that should be in the playoffs this year, and this is, should be a team that has an incredibly high-powered offense that is difficult to contend with, uh, and you're gonna have to get into a shootout with every year. And, and you know that come playoff time, that's not that's gonna be a team that I'm probably gonna want to fade. But I think this is gonna be a fun regular season team that's gonna put up a lot of points and a lot of statistics. Uh, so give me that. Yeah, over.
1: I wouldn't bet this, but man, I'm coming back to my my roots on the Cowboys. I'm just not liking them. As much as each day passes by, I, maybe it's the hard knocks thing. I question the leadership on this team from the head coaching standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint. I don't like Ezekiel Elliott at all. Um, I think he's a good player, but nothing more than that. I think they've got a solid offensive line. I think their receivers are going to have trouble being healthy. I don't know what the extent of the Amari Cooper injury is. I think CeeDee lamb's a stud and we're going to see him kind of emerge as the number one receiver on their team this year. Don't know if you're going to be getting serious consistency out of Michael Gallup. Not thrilled with what they have at the tight end position with Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. Don't think either of those guys are needle movers. And then on the defensive side of the ball, like I just think there's a ton of question marks. Um, don't know if they're going to be much better in coverage. I think Dan Quinn is an upgrade. But man, the more I think about this division, it's just going to be a meat grinder. I think a lot of the stuff you said is right. But I just think that there's going to be ways that teams in this division, the Washingtons, the Giants, even the Eagles are going to find ways to kind of mitigate what the Cowboys do because it really isn't that sound. It's very much kind of like almost like an arena football approach um, without trying to sound too disrespectful. And I just think that it's not really going to lead to consistency in the NFL. I don't, like you said, fade him in the playoffs. I'd fade him in the division. I just think this is a team that, you know, I think they have the most talent in the division. I don't know what Dak's health status is. Um, I think that week one game against Tampa is going to be an interesting one to see, kind of just to gauge where they're at as a team, but not in love with McCarthy as a coach. Um, And I just think that, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm growing on Washington a little bit. I just think Washington's probably the safest bet in this division. Uh, And the Cowboys are kind of a wild card to me. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up winning 10 games this year. I think that that should kind of be like the floor for them. Like they should expect to win 10 games. The way their roster is, is like, architected is like a 10-win roster. But this is just a team that has done nothing but disappoint um, as far as I can remember. And I just don't really see what's going to change this year. I also want to know the last time like a Hard Knocks team did well. I just think that it's just a weird... The Hard Knocks thing has kind of been weird. I don't want to put too much stock into it. But I just question a lot more about this team. And, the, and then I turn and look at the division and I'm like, man, there are three other teams in this division More notably, the Giants and Washington, but even Philly, where it's like, those aren't going to be easy wins by any stretch of the imagination. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle to go over five hundred in the division, staying away from the win total, but my my, uh, season preview might be a little bit different than my NFC East preview.
2: Interesting, interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if Dak is fully healthy, this team is going to have a relatively high floor. I think, I, I kind of agree. I think the... You know McCarthy isn't really coming off that well to me in, in Hard Knocks. I, I think the leadership, they kind of—I don't really know what to think of of the overall leadership of the organization. But one thing I do know is is that Dak Prescott's a winner, man. He wants to be out there. He's a worker and he's a winner. And um, if as long as he's healthy, I think this is going to be this yeah, team's going to be a tough. Yeah, dude, it's so easy to offense, root so. for Dak.
1: Like I like Dak, but I mean, did you hear yeah. how he got the injury? Yeah. He got the shoulder injury no. like dicking around before practice throwing hail, like 60-yard Hail Marys. It's like – I stuff really? like that. It's like, man, are we in high school? Like what what's going on? Like this is the NFL, bro. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's like a very specific injury that mostly pitchers get I think from like throwing too many pitches. And it's like yeah. he, he – you have to like overextend your – I think your like lat or shoulder. In a certain, and he clearly was just winging yeah. Hail Marys and it's like – now he's not playing – he's not getting any yeah. reps because he yeah. did this. And it's just like that's not a Super Bowl team. That doesn't happen in Tampa yeah. Bay. You're not getting Tom Brady winging Hail Marys before practice like his buddies. I just think it's a weird kind of culture yeah. there. Um, and I just think, man, I don't know if there's really that much – there's that many like serious people. And boy, I mean are they like trying to make Jerry Jones look senile on Hard Knocks too? It's like they're like – how much salt can you put on your breakfast sandwich first of all? And second of all, it's yeah. just like I don't know. Maybe I was giving Jerry Jones too much credit. He's like off his rocker. Like he doesn't really know what he's talking about at all. Yeah, he, he's a good. He's a good I love old his boy. Investment. In he's the a team. good old boy. He clearly cares a lot, but like yeah. I, I kind of thought he was making decisions, and it's like Stephen Jones is the one kind of making decisions. I think Jerry's kind of going with the flow. Yeah, totally. And right. I don't really know how much Jerry like really knows about football. To be honest, like I kind of question. Jerry's Carla, man. <laughs> I just kind of question like his FaceTime with Michael Irvin about C.D. Lamb. is just I don't know if they're just doing that for the yeah. camera, but he's just like a very kind of yeah. I don't know. He's kind of like a confused grandpa who's like a big fan of his of his grandson's high school football team and goes to every practice and game and kind of just like shoots his shit through talking to people and he doesn't really know what he's talking about. He kind of just is like faking it till he makes it.
2: He's
1: he's
2: he's one of those. Uh, Kind of reminiscent of when when our father called out uh, our aunt's aunt's boyfriend Ed, who's an elderly man on yeah. Joe
1: Namath's scrambling yeah, well, ability. Uh, Tom Tom famously uh, said Namath could yeah. run like a deer before uh, before he hurt his knee. <laughs>
2: yeah, at, at Alabama. Um, anyway, um, let's let's move on to Detroit, man. From Dallas to Detroit, um, five and a half is the win total. Under minus one sixty seven, over plus one thirty. Um, I'm obviously on the under, but that's a, that's a ridiculous, uh, that's a ridiculous number for me. I, Lee and I kind of talked about this off air. I, I kind of am like, and I'm probably, will be making a, a Jared Goff pass, uh, season pass yards under, uh, it's right, right at about 4,000. I think it's, it's three three nine fifty. I believe or three something like that. And I think that's the proper play on, I, I want to find a way to fade this offense, especially, um, and not more so this team. I just think it's gonna. I mean, the Lions. I think are just gonna be really bad this year. Um, I think their ceiling, you know, is is probably six, seven wins, um, and you know, five and a half is is just right. So, um, yeah, I'm on the under, and but I'm gonna be looking to make a, a Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, pass I'm not. Under. I think that's gonna be my play. I'm, I'm not I'm investing the anything
1: Lions. in the Lions. I mean, this is this could be the worst roster in the NFL. I think this offense is going to have some serious trouble scoring points. And I worry, I didn't talk about this in the Lions preview pod, and I'll try to keep it neat, but I didn't really talk about like what the downside could be with Dan Campbell and how it could potentially implode. And I kind of think it's just kind of like the frat boy culture that he's bringing in a little bit, where it's like they're, they're chest bumping and screaming and hooting and hollering and pushing tables over when they draft Panay Sewell. They're yelling at each other in practice. It's like getting almost like toxically competitive. There's like a fine line of like things being competitive and good and then where it like crosses the line into just kind of being like competitive for the sake of being rah-rah and pumping your chest out. Um, I'm not saying all this is going to happen. I'm just kind of trying to outline what the downside of this all could be. Um, And I don't know, man. The preseason game, I know it's preseason, but God, it was tough to watch them play Pittsburgh yesterday just because – a lot of shoot-yourself-in-the-foot stuff going on. Okuda playing flat-footed and getting completely cooked by Deontay Johnson. Tracy Walker and Will Harris playing, l- looking like they're blindfolded, playing safety, like not really knowing where to go. And then just when it comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's, just getting outplayed by Pat Fryermuth, getting outjumped. Jalen Reeves maybe in coverage just like completely looking like lost. Jelani Tavai taking like the worst angles I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know... Austin Bryant dropping into coverage for some reason and tripping over himself. It's just so much is like reminiscent of what the Lions have been for the longest time. And I just don't want to get too excited about this team and even the culture because it's like this is a terrible, terrible roster. There is there is a void of, of good players on this team. And uh, yeah, I I lean under. But hey, there's also that upside too where everyone buys in and Okuda put, starts you know, getting more confident in his game and putting the clamps on people, and, and, you know, we could end up seeing the Lions, maybe they beat the Bears, maybe they beat Cincinnati, maybe they beat Philly, you know, maybe they pull off an upset against a team like Baltimore, I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, I just am 100% not investing in that, or or banking on that to happen whatsoever, I think this is a pretty sharp line, Um, I've seen it anywhere from four and a half to five and a half, I think five wins is pretty realistic for them, so... Uh, I think four is probably more likely than six, but again, not something I'm willing to wager on.
2: Yeah, definitely I think you take an ult if you want to bet this team or bet this team to mm-hmm. have the worst record in the NFL. I think that's kind of the read. Um, the same in the division, go over to Green Bay. Ten and a half is the line. Under uh, Over ten and a half is minus 125. Under is even. Um, I think this is an over for me, man. I'm kind of surprised that there's not more juice on the over. Um, I think the Packers are going to be really good, at least in the regular season. Again, I think Rodgers is... I mean, I think they're probably just going to pick up where they left off from last year, really, uh, effectively. And, you know, maybe Eric Stokes is better than Kevin King and, and, you know, the secondary is a little bit better, but I think this is going to be a good team, top dog in the division. You know, um, I think the real analysis of Matt LaFleur and kind of this franchise is going to come when when Rodgers is gone after this year. But I think as long as he's under center... This team is the top dog in the NFC North, and you know is vying for a one seed in uh, a week and a and you know a weaker NFC. Like I don't think any of us would be shocked if come January, this team won the NFC over the likes of the Bucks and the the Niners and the Rams and whomever you you know are favored are, are favored yeah. in the division. So uh, I, I don't
1: I don't mind this over ten and a half. Yeah, I agree. I Not much else to really add there. I think they're, they're going to be just as good as they were last year. They didn't really lose anything um if anything they they got better in my opinion i also think that there's kind of a there's definitely a new sense of like you know this is it in the building i really don't care what rodgers says yeah the elephants, elephant's out of the, the, room, elephant's out of the yeah, room yeah this kind is kind of i more, think the last free. dance to a certain extent obviously Devontae adams contract situation is kind of murky we saw what happened with rodgers this off season um but all the horses are back in the stable bringing Aaron Jones back you can say what you want about Lindsay leaving like I obviously think that they probably should have tried to retain him I still like I'm not really concerned about the offensive line I think they've got a really solid offensive line uh especially if Bakhtiari is going to be healthy week one um so yeah I I'm uh, I'm on the Packers over for sure I'm not going to bet it I don't think that's a little too heavy on to bet on a team to win 11 games a lot can go wrong but I think this team is the clear favorite to win the division now, and like you said, they could end up being a one seed.
2: Yep. Uh, let's move on to another uh, top dog in the NFC: the Los Angeles Rams. The line is the same as the Packers at ten and a half over, plus one hundred five, under minus one thirty eight. Uh, this definitely is an overlook for me, especially. You can find a plus it plus one twenty five like uh, most places. Think, Just FYI, too. Yeah, you can. Find, I've, I've seen 125. Really? Um, yeah, wow, that's surprising. That's surprising. I know it's a tough division, and I haven't really. They've got a, a tough schedule. Deep the schedule, I they've know got a really tough have. schedule. Yeah, it's definitely yep. tougher. They play. Than the, than the they play Baltimore out of um,
1: division. They play Tampa, I think, out of division. They play the Colts, obviously, in, in, this, in week two. Uh, their their schedule tough. I'm. They're the uh, yeah. Oh, they're I'm, playing
2: all the second place teams, so they're playing the you yeah. know the Tampa's. The I'm on the over two.
1: Know, um, I actually bet. Uh, a quarter unit on the Rams to have the best record in the regular season at 16 to one. Um, I just think the value is heavy there because I think if the Rams do end up eclipsing this 10 win threshold, like if they can win 11 games, in my opinion, they can win 14. Um, I think this is a team that the ceiling is just about as high as anyone in the NFL. Um, And I think the chiefs were like eight to one to have the best record. I don't think the Rams should be two times as unlikely have the best record i you know that's why i only bet a quarter unit on it because it's a kind of a it's a long shot it's a moonshot. but uh i like the over here i think this rams team is really well coached and kind of similar to green bay a little bit where it's like there obviously wasn't as much antics off the field but like they've completely mortgaged their future to win now uh matt stafford is not getting any younger the guys had injury problems recently which concerns me but He's going to a better offensive line. He's got better weapons around him. He's going to be coached by the best coach he's ever had in his career. I think Staley was a big loss, but I still think this Rams defense is going to be amongst some of the best in the league. Um, and I expect this team to win the division, quite frankly. So I think 11 wins is kind of where I see the uh, I see the Rams. And anywhere from like 11 to 13 wins um, is where I see this team this year. And I think they could end up ultimately getting the one seed in the NFC as well.
2: Yeah, we're probably higher than market uh, yep. on Stafford. I think a lot of it kind of comes down to that. I think if you're going to make a case for this under, and it seems that people like this under because they, you know, are not as high in Stafford, and that combined with the schedule, uh, you know, breeds for breeds for a fade. But I, I, I think that you know, while I, I like San Francisco more, and, and uh, it's the Rams are are right on their tail. I think those are the two, two of the top dogs in the NFC. Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, Lee. Uh, eight and a half is the line. Over is minus one sixty-two. Under plus one twenty-five. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this isn't over for me. Um, I'm not gonna lay, you know,
1: dollar sixty-two. Yeah. For well, the time yet. to get this was like a month ago. Um, Even before Rogers came back, yeah. it was like it was priced better. I think a lot of sharp people have hit the over at eight and a half. You're mostly gonna see it at nine now. Um. I'm on the over two. I would even take it at nine. I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs this year. I think their schedule is particularly easy because I don't like Chicago and I don't like Detroit. Um, I think Minnesota very well could go three and one in those games. And usually they end up winning one against the Packers. So I, I, I could totally realistically see them going four and two in division. The out of division schedule is not that difficult. They placed third in the NFC North last year. So they got, they got the third place draw, um, yeah, I mean, I expect. I think I'm looking over at Foxbet here. I think the way to attack
2: this is Minnesota. Yes, to make playoffs yeah. is plus one. I think that's a good bet. That was on my bet. cheat sheet. I just like didn't play
1: it. it. I didn't play it. I got kind of got oh, yeah. scared away by. Uh, what
2: was the best number? I found was it that, at was like one twenty-five. Like I
1: think. Um, I just get scared away because I've kind of been like a Minnesota truther for a while, and they haven't really like. Outside of getting totally, you know, uh, waxed by Philly that year in the in the playoffs, like since then they kind of haven't like done too much to impress me. I want to say this is a team where I'm going to look it up now. The first eight weeks of their schedule is really not hard at all. Like they should get off to a pretty hot start considering the beginning of their schedule. Yeah, let me let me look at this. My computer is being a little slow. I know they open up. At Cincinnati, then they're at Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland. So that's d- a difficult four-game stretch. But in terms of like defenses for Kirk Cousins to be playing, it's like you got the Bengals, yeah. the Cardinals' defense isn't very you know fear mongering. You got the Seahawks' defense, but you're in Minnesota. Then the Browns come to town. Then you got the Lions, Carolina, Dallas, Baltimore, the Chargers. But I mean, up to that Dallas point, Baltimore. Yeah, up to up to, to, Baltimore, up to yeah. Baltimore, it's like the defenses yeah. aren't necessarily. I think the Vikings could average, you know, twenty six points a the game Browns. within that eight game stretch or whatever. And I think that that could. So it's kind of going to come down yeah. to whether or not their defense can stop the Kyler Murray's and the Browns' offense and the, and the Seahawks. Um, but I think that they can. I think they can win more of those games than they lose. Um, but I don't know, man. I put them in the kind of that Seattle Arizona category of the NFC, where like. I'm not necessarily in a rush to bet them because I kind of think they're in, a, they're in that crowded NFC room where like a couple of those teams are going to majorly disappoint, which is like the reality of Arizona disappointing and Kingsbury getting fired or Seattle disappointing and that kind of blowing up. Minnesota, the thing about them is, and I've said it before, they have a lot of veterans on that team and they were really disappointing last year. And I think they're kind of going to go all in this year. And like I said, that teamed with the fact that I don't like the division. Leads me to believe that they're going to end up winning nine or maybe ten games this year.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's a good point. I, I think the, I mean, I obviously am high, higher on the Browns than both you and Adam. I think that that is a pretty legit defense. But other than that, I think it's 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 not too tough for the first, you know, up until that Ravens game in uh, November. Uh, let's move on to the Saints. Uh, New Orleans Saints, this line for sure has moved. We're down to 8.5. I believe it was 9.5 mm-hmm. when we first talked about this. Um, over 8.5 is minus 154, under plus 115. Um, you know, I think I've been pretty consistent on the Saints. I think, you know, the quarterback situation is, is murky at best. They, their receiver room has now become pretty pretty awful. Uh, you have Alvin Kamara still, and you know maybe we got some Adam Adam Troutman fans out there, but this is just going to be a real test of, of Sean Payton's coaching ability and you know the perceived kind of floor of this organization. Lee, you kind of illustrated their you know their seven win seasons, um, and you know kind of the the history of Sean Payton in New Orleans, and, and you're kind of predicting a regression for them, or you're at least using that as context for for their case for regression. Um, you know I. I I'm not really confident about this at all. I I probably would take over eight and a half, just because much like I did with Belichick last year. I just, I really think Sean Payton's a really good uh, coach, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to fade him right now. Uh, I am kind of interested. I mean, them no to make the playoffs is minus 125. Yes, minus 105. It's kind of you know even with a little uh, steam on the no. I mean, yeah, I you know. I guess Jameis has a potential ceiling with this offense, but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty agnostic on this. I'd probably if I had to bet eight and a half, I take the over just because uh, Sean Payton, like I just said. But I'm I'm knowing. Yeah, they've got a
1: really good defense. offensive line and a really good coach. Obviously, a big question mark at quarterback, and the skill positions are just bad. Um, they're going to need a receiver to completely like outperform what the expectation is in order for their passing offense to be a threat whatsoever. I mean, Kamara had a career year last year. I have a hard time seeing him replicate that this year. The defense is solid, but yeah, not really a line I'm super interested in. I'd rather take the under at nine if you can find it at like minus 120, or like you said, Tommy, no to make the playoffs. Um, I don't think this is a playoff team this year. Um, I think that the the floor or the floor could have kind of fall out beneath them, especially if like. The receivers are already bad, so like, what if Jameis just like doesn't play well too? Like, what if Jameis just plays the same way he's yeah. played kind of his whole career, and he's just high risk, high reward, and he's throwing just as many interceptions as he has touchdowns? And then all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you start out the year, you know, two and four, and Taysom Hill's your starter week seven. Um, I don't think that's outside.
2: Their schedule has to. be I don't think it's outside the realm real of
1: possibility. Of I know they ha- they play Green Bay and then Carolina the first two weeks. Um, that's going to be a big game for Carolina Week Two if they can kind of take advantage of that. Assuming New Orleans beats Green Bay and Carolina beats the Jets, they could get off to that two two and o, o and two start against New Orleans, and that could be potentially really big for them. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not in love with this this eight and a half. I'd rather uh, take, like I said take the under nine minus one twenty.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking for this. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so down to back the Packers at minus three. I'm not trying to divulge cars. any
1: of that information because of our um, new segment we're going to do, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there.
2: Yeah, I was just – I wanted to – because I remember that line was down, obviously, with the Rodgers stuff, but that uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll all be talking about that come uh, week one. Preview time. Uh, Lee, let's go on to the, to the Giants. Seven and a half is the line over, plus 115, under, minus 150. Um, You know, I, I think the Giants are worse than the, the Cowboys and, and the football team, but I think, you know, I think this team probably going not have another good defense, and it's going to come down to Daniel Jones and this offense and, you know, a full season Saquon Barkley, hopefully. And they have weapons there, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, a uh, rookie that I, I was a fan of, and Kadarius Toney. I mean, I think the, the ingredients are there for this team to be a nice over seven and a half spot, I think. I mean, especially getting plus money. Uh, with a competitive defense in a weak division. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I could be, I could be interested in that. Again, I'm not really, um, as confident in this team as as potentially you are, Lee, but, um, you know, this is a team that I think, I mean, I I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't take them to make the playoffs at plus 245, but, um, I mean, this is a team that could be frisky and win some games. I, I'm in no rush to I – th- I think they can be eight and nine. I don't, I don't see that, especially if the division is as bad as it could be, and, and I'm a little too high on Dallas. And uh, Yeah, Washington, I mean, I'm more so. confident than you. My I'm, confidence I'm is of, undermined I'm, I'm by damage,
1: Daniel Jones. I think he's a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think the book is kind of out on him. I don't think he's going to do anything we haven't seen him do before. I think there's still going to be issues with him that kind of have been there his whole career. I thought he was overdrafted when he was drafted, Um, and I think he's going to be a backup next year. So it's hard for me to say I believe that this team... I think it's possible that they can get the over. I think there's a lot of talent on the roster. I think the defense can overperform. There's questions along the offensive line. Don't know when Saquon's going to be back, and they have a bad quarterback. Um, I know you like Jason Garrett less than I do, but it's not like I really like him either. I don't really think that he's... Going to move the needle much for their offense. I question their weapons on offense. I think Kadarius Tony was overdrafted. I, I've always been a Sterling Shepard guy, but I don't know like how much weight you can put on his shoulders. Galladay's had trouble staying healthy, and I think he's overrated even when he's not healthy, or even when he is healthy. Um, so I just find few reasons to believe this team is going to be anything more than what they were last year, plus maybe a little bit, because um, Saquon will be playing. But I still think that there's a very, very stark ceiling for this team, and it's at a, about nine wins would be the ceiling for me. I'd be like very impressed if they could do that. So maybe Dana Jones can prove me wrong. I don't think it's out, outside the realm of possibility, but I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a seven- or eight-win team this year.
2: Yep, yeah, uh, I'm with you there. Uh, let's go to my first play of, of the year. We're in Philadelphia with the Eagles, uh, 6.5 is the line, minus 143 to the over. The under is plus 110, so I got 5 yep. cents of CLV getting it at uh, 115. I know there was that, it was at 25, some other places too. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've, this has been one of my favorite plays. I think I, I like the Eagles to, to kind of implode this year. Um, I think Jalen Hurst is, is nice. Um, you know, I was the highest on him coming out in draft season, but this is not a situation that I think is conducive to his success. I think he's a guy who needs – more parts around them. And while I think that Devonta Smith is going to be a, a, an instant impact for this offense, and I was a big fan of Kenneth Gainwell, I still just think this team is old. The roster is not very good. Um, like we've talked about with the Bears, I mean, this team was old and aging when they won the Super Bowl in 2017. And I think, you know, their defense has seen the remnants of that. Jason Kelsey not getting any younger. Peters, obviously, is gone now. Lane Johnson getting older as well. Um, You know, I think this team's ceiling is, you know, seven, maybe eight wins. Um, but I really like this team to, to be a bottom feeder in the NFL this year uh, and, you know, pick in the top five and, and probably take a quarterback. They, you know, wanted to get back in uh, for Zach Wilson, or at least they, they that's the only reason they traded out. I mean, they were thinking about quarterback this year and passed on it when they couldn't uh, get Wilson. So I think, and obviously the Sean rumors, like I think this is a team that I don't, you know, There's no reason for me to give Sirianni, I think, any benefit of the doubt. I don't really have a frame of reference with him, and then I just don't really like this roster at all. I think this is going to be a a bad team, so I'm on that under pretty confident. Yeah,
1: if I had to take a side, I'd take the under. The only reason I'm not going to bet it is just because the division is – I think they can beat anyone in the division on any given day playing anywhere. I think they can go to Dallas and beat Dallas. I think they can go to Washington and beat Washington. I think they can go to the Meadowlands and beat the Giants. Um, I think 3-3 three and three is it would be a normal uh, result for them in the division. I think it's probably more likely they go 2-4, and four, but just not overly convinced they're going to get trounced by the division. And then outside of the division, they've got a fourth-place schedule. I think they could start off the year with a win in Atlanta. Uh, you, I obviously have explained how I feel about Atlanta. Um, they play the Lions. They play a lot of fourth-place teams. I think they play the Jets. So this is not a team that I'm really looking to fade. Just because their schedule's easy, and I think they've got like a solid offensive line, um, but yeah, I mean, first-year coach, mediocre defense. I like Hurts less than you do. Um, the best player on their team is Devonta Smith, in my opinion, and he's a rookie, so like, that's a problem. Um, so yeah, if I had to take a side, I'd take the under. I think it's a solid bet at plus 125. I just didn't have the nuts to make it because this team was. I thought they were going to suck with Jalen Hurts last year, and they were like pretty good. So, I'm just not in a rush to fade them based on the division. I don't really love anyone in the division, so it's hard for me to like hate anyone too. You know?
2: Yeah, and for what it's worth, they've seemed like kind of a mess yeah. every season to me. Like, they're. I mean, I'm not trying to overreact, but another team, kind of. You talked about the Lions, where. I just think Sirianni's a lame duck. I think the, the, the organization you know, butted heads with Peterson so much that they wanted a guy that they got to, could control, and I'm going to need him to, to prove me wrong and, and prove that he's worth the salt. Uh, let's move over to San Francisco. Um, pretty much the same as the Rams. Ten and a half is the line. Over is plus 105. Under is minus 133. Uh, no surprises here. I, I like the over with Jimmy G, uh, and I like the over even more with Trey Lance. I think this team is going to return to form. Uh, Bose is back. I, I just think this offense is going to be really explosive when the when Lance does come in. I, I think that it is an inevitable that he's going to play at some point this year, and I think that this team is going to become incredibly hard to beat uh, when that happens because of what Kyle Shanahan going to be able to do with him, with everything that's around him. So I like both the Rams and the Niners to go over 10.5. I'm pretty confident that one of those teams is going to do it, and I kind of think both of them are. Yeah. So, um, I, I really like the Niners this year, and, and I hope that they start for Lance sooner rather than later, as I we passionately talked about the yeah, this episode. Yeah, um,
1: they've got the easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, but, you know, I think there's going to be a drop-off with Sala leaving, um, even though I believe D'Amico Rounds would be a good defensive coordinator. Ten and a half is a high number for a team that was not very good last year. And outside of the one Super Bowl year, this is a team that struggled to win, you know, five, six games in any given season. Uh, so I'm not like in a huge rush to bet the over, especially considering the division. Uh, I think this is a team that will probably end up winning 10 games this year. And honestly, if I had to say it, like, I probably think 9-8 and eight is more likely than 11-6. and six. Um, So I would lean to the under, but I'm not convinced either way. I kind of want to sit back and let this division feast on itself and see who comes out on top. But I do think that The main reason for this number being as high as it is is not because the 49ers are like one of the best teams in the NFC. I think it has a lot more to do with the schedule um, and the fact that they were really bad last year and they have a fourth place schedule and they're going to be much better this year. Like it's, you know, that's the reason why, I mean, I think they won four or five games last year and their win total is a projected like 11 this year, so
2: I think they won six or something. Okay. They
1: were, they well, so still, attention. I mean, you're you're getting you're getting it's a still. a huge yeah. upgrade in 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 the win total. So yeah, I'm staying away from this one. I think that Jimmy G is going to start all year, and unless he completely sharts down his leg, um, he's going to be the starter. Um, and I think they're going to be able to win games with him. I still think they're going to use Trey Lance, but I just think that in order for Trey Lance to come in and start, Jimmy has to basically show that. This team's going in the wrong direction. And I just have trouble seeing that happen if he's healthy. I just think he's going to be able to kind of steer the ship and uh, do similar things to what he did on the Super Bowl run, especially considering he's got the same weapons. This is a really good offensive line. You've got three really solid pass catchers in IU, Kittle, and, and Debo Samuel. Um, and I think even though, if, even if the defense takes a step back, there's still going to be a solid defense. I still see this team going 500 in the division, maybe a game over. And, uh, yeah, I see them at around 10 wins. I think this is a playoff team, but I'm not ready to push them into the 11-win, you know, 12-win window.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Let's say in the division. Let's go up to Seattle. Uh, the line is 9.5. Over is minus 138. Under is plus 105. Uh, I want nothing to do with this line. Um, I'd probably – I think if – I'd rather just bet this team to win the division. Honestly, uh, you know, plus – i don't even want to get it was probably like 250 somewhere I in think. the two to 300 range yeah 250 um but yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if if the bottom kind of falls out for seattle but even the bottom falling out if, if wilson is still healthy and with what they're doing with metcalf and uh and lockett and, and new free agent acquisition gerald everett uh who's a weapon quote weapon over the over the middle of the field um yeah, this is going to be a team that's going to be it's going to be a tough out again. Uh, a high floor team, Steelers of the West, um, with you know Russell Wilson, elite quarterback play. So I want nothing to do with this. If I had to uh, bet it, I'd probably take the over because the ceiling with this team is is very high. If Russell Wilson is playing at MVP level, then this team is going to be uh, a lock for ten wins. I think. So
1: yeah, I don't really want any part of it. If I had to make a bet, I'd take the under just because someone's got to be. Someone's got to be the loser in this division, and I think it's more likely the Seahawks than it is the 49ers or Rams. I think it's more likely the Seahawks or the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are priced a game higher than the Cardinals. So I think that 9-8 and eight could be realistic for Seattle, but like you said, man, I want no part of this. Won't be surprised if they make the playoffs. They are kind of just been, have been a consistent theme since Russell Wilson's been the quarterback. I'm curious, I don't have it in front of me now, Like what the worst record this team has had in the Russell Wilson era. I've got to imagine that it's been... Mm. Maybe eight and eight one year, or you know, I, think I, it's probably I eight, just you don't really see that bro, too often. Uh, yeah. They're windows right now, um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But yeah, don't really, don't not really going to invest in the emotional aspect of me thinking that the car It kind of comes down to the Cardinals. It's like, how good will the Cardinals be? How good will the 49ers mm-hmm. be? How good will the Rams be? Because um, the Seahawks have the potential to play at just as high a level as any of those teams. So it's hard for me to fade them too hard. Yep, uh, let's wrap this baby up onto our last two.
2: Tampa Bay, uh, proverbial chalk in the NFC. The line is eleven and a half over. Uh, is minus one forty three under is plus one ten. Um, I don't want any part of this minus one forty three, but this is definitely an overlook for me. I'd like to take. I'd be interested maybe in an over like thirteen and a half, um, you know, or twelve and a half, something like that, and all went over. Um, or I think kind of a good way to attack Tampa Bay. Uh, much kind of like I I talked about with the Chiefs last year, and, and I think this is just kind of a good strategy in any type of futures betting. I um, feel strongly about a, a kind of a chalky team like this is taking Tampa to win the NFC, and I think just like using that ticket to like it's probably not it's probably only going to get shorter from this point on. And even if they're like a wild card team, you you probably have them at a little bit less of a price, but it's not really. It's not really. You don't really have a problem holding, you know, that team again in the playoffs to, to win the NFC because this is a little bit weaker of a conference, and you know, like we saw last year with them as a wild card team, they were able to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tampa's going to be a top dog again, I think, and I think their floor, you know, I guess the, you know, there's a world where maybe they they win ten games, maybe under eleven and a half has a little bit of value on it, but I struggle to find a way that this team is going to really, you know, be. It's hard for me to see them just lulling back into the kind of the mediocrity, which what they and you know, the just kind of dysfunction and awkwardness that they opened up last year with. So, I, I'd like to think that I feel like you feel the same way, Lee, that they're going to take continue to take steps to being a really yeah. darn good team.
1: Um, wouldn't want to bet this. I think they're going to win 12 or 13 games, so I'd take the over, but I don't want to lay that much on it. And you know, I don't know, I guess they're kind of older.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a big number for a win total. Your yeah. if Tom Brady gets hurt, yeah, your, your so, tickets buy. buy not buy. really interested so. in that. Um. All right, let's wrap it up, Lee. Washington football team, uh, eight and a half is the line. Over is minus one eighteen. Unders minus one ten. Uh, I like the over here, man, for a lot of the same reasons we kind of you talked about with Philly, not wanting to bet Philly, and we talked about it with the Giants. This team very well could be better than the Cowboys. Um, Really, to me, just comes down to Fitzpatrick. And even if Fitzpatrick misses time, I think this team could could win nine games potentially with Taylor Heineke. And maybe that's a little bit hot of a take. But I just think this team, the defense is just going to be so good that, uh, and, you know, the offense is very good with, you know, potentially elite players in Terry McLaurin and, and Antonio Gibson at their respective positions. And I think, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is really going to open up this offense in a way that McLaurin has never had in his career. And really, Washington hasn't. Seen since I, you know, I guess RG3, Kirk Cousins. So I think this offense is going to be fun, and I think this defense is going to be elite. So this is going to be a team that I think, if that, if those kind of hold true, this is a nine-win team pretty easily. I think. Uh, so I like this over in
1: Washington. Yeah, not in love with either side of this. I think nine games is like a little bit lofty for this team. I don't believe in the offense as much as you do. I don't believe Fitzpatrick is on the RG3, Kirk Cousins production level i think that he's a journeyman Um, i think he's better than you know kyle allen or you know alex smith on one leg for sure but i also think that the this team's going to take the league by surprise a little bit less like teams know they have a really good defense i think they're kind of going to be able to somewhat scheme their game plan differently Um, wouldn't want to bet the under either don't love this division but i'm not in love with betting That Washington's going to be a nine or ten win team just because I don't really believe that much in the offense. This is another team that I think could lose any game in the division. I don't think they're going to be. They lost to the Giants twice last year and managed to still make the playoffs. Um, They beat the Cowboys. They beat the piss out of the Cowboys twice last year. Um, Don't (laughs) think that's going to happen again. I think they'll probably go one and one against the Cowboys. I think they might beat Philly or or the Giants twice, but those aren't those aren't necessarily games I'm going to be like betting on. You know, I I just think there's too much there's too much of a question mark there, um, and it's just man, it's just tough to win nine, ten games with your defense in the NFL. Uh, it's just a tough thing to do. So I just yeah. don't have the stones to bet on Fitzpatrick in the upside of that offense, um, and I think I don't think they can win nine games with Heineke. So. I think it's a stay away if I had to take something, I'd take the over because I'm less confident My stock is going down with Dallas and the Giants, so and it's kind of staying the same with Washington because Washington kind of is what they are um so I would take the over if I had to take something but but I'm staying what's, away what's the ceiling what's the ceiling this I think year ten from, wins from would Washington be the ceiling yeah, I think ten wins is is
2: you don't think if, if if their defense is top five and Fitz is, you know, they have a, a top 15 offense that this team could win, you know, 11, no. maybe even 12 games. No, I, I, don't, I can't really. see a, a
1: realm no. where this team is, like, NFL-level dominant and they're winning 80% of their games. I just don't think that yeah. that... I, I don't, you know, I don't think that that's...
2: Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's probably... So, I
1: think 9-10 wins is, like, a successful season for Washington. That kind of should be what they're expecting. But I also think, like... On the flip side of that, if Fitzpatrick regresses to the mean, this is going to be a 7-win football team, maybe 8. Um, so I think the floor is pretty high, but I think the ceiling is pretty low. Um, that's why I kind of like them. I kind of think you get what you get here with Washington. They're going to be competing for a playoff spot down the stretch, I think. They're going to be winning games that they're underdogs in. Um, but I don't know if I if I really want to bet on the over on this team, just because I think it's pre- this, this number is priced really well. London. Beautiful, man. We're, uh, that's a tight Beautiful. 250.
2: Two hours and 50 minutes on the Backstage Podcast. Thank you all for listening.
1: you.
0: I was 22 when I first dropped. Most influential dude when I first dropped. Uh, true story. The bando named a new spot, bando. what them boys from? They ain't from the hot, no, hot lana. Dirty mango, phantom, mud. Flip the game like I'm Hunchback MC Hammer. Hammer time. Write my name cross the Hall of Fame banner. Write it, write it. Hit the lights, diamonds flash like a camera. Mm. Flip the switch. First meta in some open-toe sandals. Yeah, hey. Now, now her attitude like a candle. She lit lit that bag make you wanna up your standards. Get rich, rich. Way too bad but she ain't got no manners.